Yo, 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 this is Bernard, a.k.a. the Scarlet Spider. And this is Samir, the King in Black. And we are the Angry Blurs Podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. All right, we are joined by the man whose memes get shared by everyone. From Charlemagne to God, to Jesus Nice, uh, Mero. Uh, I think I even saw Joe Budden share him once, I can't recall. But we got Chris. He shared in the story. Yeah, we got Chris from uh, Critics of Culture. Let's give him a round of applause. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I didn't know Deezus from Deezus and Meryl share one, though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, you got to I... If you can find it, you got to send me it because, you know, I, I try to, I guess, keep it like a collage or not a collage, but like a collection of public figures who shared my content. But I didn't know that. Okay. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you. All right, so first things first, what made you start the Critics of Culture page? So um, I got to give credit to uh, T.K. Kirkland, the comedian. He, T to the motherfucking K. Yes, he. I'm a part of that whole T.K. Kirkland narrative that he put everyone on and he was there for every major hip-hop event. Like, T.K. Kirkland's uh, interviews with Vlad TV were so funny to me because of the comment section, and there was always there would just be so much material and jokes in there. So I just started making memes of based off those jokes. And going back to Charlemagne, I gotta give his uh, homeboy credit. He has a homeboy named Wax. Who, oh, I know Wax. Yeah, he has. A, he, well, I know of Wax. I never met. Him. I never met him. Samir, so quit looking at me like that. <laughs> he um wax when i first started trying to network with charlemagne wax said one of the ways i should do that is by creating a separate instagram account posting my content on that instagram page and tagging charlemagne i guess tagging him so he could see you know the stuff that i was trying to do at the time i was trying to pitch an idea to charlemagne okay. one of the ideas um that i was pitching to him I uh, kind of made like a, I guess like a concept video, uh, just that way he could see my idea versus me trying to say it. So I got like a few friends of mine to uh, shoot some clips and um, Wax was just like, yeah, post those clips on Instagram and tag Charlemagne that way he can check them out. Um, granted that idea never panned out or anything like that, but it did lead to me and Charlemagne having a rapport. Um, eventually i just you know i didn't even pay that second page that i made no mind until i started making the memes sorry if my story's too long once i started making those tk kirkland memes i decided to use the page that i initially was going to use to get charlemagne to see my idea by tagging him as uh my meme page which turned into critics of culture so critics of culture is I guess you could say started from, you know, TK Kirkland's content on Vlad TV and Wax giving me the idea to create a separate Instagram page to show Charlemagne my content. Because, you know, he's always busy. He's not going to be able to respond to every email and look at everything I send him. So he thought this would be a good way for him to see it. And, you know, that kind of those those small suggestions and me doing these i guess small little things had a snowball effect because 
eventually I would send my memes that I made to Charlemagne. One day he was like, yo, put this instead. And I did what he said, sent it back to him. He posted it on his page, tagged me, and it gave me credit. And I got 5,000 followers like in one week. So, was that like, the Ray J Bunny Eyes one? Ray J Bunny Eyes? I don't even know that. I don't, Remember I don't the know glasses, the flip down glasses? No, no, like no, 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 no. That was whoever did that. That ended up being a gift. So, like, whoever made that, you know, they was ahead of ahead of me. The first meme he made, I mean, the first meme that he reposted that was mine that he tagged me in because he was doing it. He was posting my content and not tagging me for a little while, too. Mm -hmm. But the first one he did when he tagged me was um, it was Miley Cyrus. It was when Miley Cyrus did that. She did some type of photo where she was like posing and she was kind of like showing her ass a little bit. So I think everybody I was making fun of the picture online. Yeah. So I made a meme based off that. I can send it to you. It's old, but um, I sent it to Charlemagne. And, you know, like I said, he reposted it and he gave me this influx of followers. So I went from like 300 followers on that second page, which is now Critics Culture, like I said. To like five thousand, and from there I just remained consistent. So from there, it went from Charlemagne reposting it, Wax, re, um, not Wax, the Bully and Beast podcast, okay. uh, Instagram page reposting my stuff, TK Kirkland reposting my stuff, um, Hip Hop DX, because you know my content isn't, it isn't just jokes. It's like I have like hip hop content, you know, nerd related yeah, content, yeah. pop culture. So like I'm I'm in different. I guess you could say spaces as far as like the memes are concerned, but yeah. So all these big name platforms started reposting my stuff. And then because Charlemagne's consistently reposting my stuff, a lot of his followers are coming to my page and supporting me. So, you know, people like Kenya Barris, Elliot Wilson, cause I ended up getting a rap radar podcast repost for one of my memes. So oh, wow. um, Ludacris's manager, Shaka. So, you know, the, the biggest follower he gave me, more than likely this is the reason why he follows me, is Carl Jones. Because I don't think I don't think if it wasn't for Charlemagne reposting my memes, I don't think I would have ever gotten connected with Carl Jones. Because I believe Carl followed Charlemagne first, and then Carlo followed me off of um the content that, you know, Charlemagne was tagging me and that I made that I sent to him. Cool. Um Samir, do you know who Carl Jones is? No. Carl Jones is an executive producer on the Boondocks. He worked on Black Dynamite. He actually started his own animation company called Martian Blueberry. Oh, what are they working on now? <laughs> They're working on a, a few shorts. They actually did a Jackie Robinson short um, a while back. And um, there was another short you actually uh, DM'd us to vote for, which I did vote for. I can't remember what that one was about. I think that one was yeah, about that baseball. Yeah, that was the – okay, so, so the um, – Major League Baseball decided to merge the records of the Negro Leagues with their records. And they wanted to, I guess, make some content around it. So they decided to um, do these three short stories of Negro League baseball players. And uh, Carl's, Carl Jones Animation Studio, Martian Blueberry, did the animation for that for that uh, project. It's called Undeniable Stories from the Negro Leagues. So, um yeah, that's that's that project. Yeah, Carl Jones, he's the producer on the Boondocks. He was the voice of Thugnificent. Yeah, he's also. Oh, the okay. He um he also created Black Dynamite. 
and a bunch of other different, you know, Adult Swim. Like he did Freaknik the Musical, um, Legend of Chamberlain Heights. He did the Jellies. So he's produced a lot of animated content. And then for season three of the uh, the last OG with Tracy Morgan, he was the showrunner. So he's had his hands in a lot of different animated projects and non-animated projects. But he started his own animation studio called Martian Blueberry. And um, I ended up, you know, getting connected with him. And, and now I work for Martian Blueberry, helping, you know, make content for their social media pages mm-hmm. and you know, just bringing awareness to the animation studio. And yeah, there's, there's a lot more to come. I just, I just can't speak on it yet. I get it, man. I get it. Uh, I, I have a follow-up question as far as um, Wax. You have listened to Brilliant Idiots before, right? Oh, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of, uh, you know, Charlemagne, Brilliant Idiots. I was, I was, just to give you some context, I reached out to Charlemagne because I had some ideas that I came up with you know, I live in Virginia, by the way. So it's okay. like we're both in I, I met I met Charlemagne on a leap of faith. I was like I said, I started coming up with these dope ideas, and I said I want to either pitch this to Charlemagne or Joe Budden. So when I first saw Charlemagne, I didn't necessarily know how to approach him. I was kind of nervous; it was my first time. So I kind of just like waited. Like I, I just I was like, I'll just holler at him later. I didn't know when later was. I just kind of waited. I'm. As I'm waiting, because Joe Budden was having an event later that day. So as I'm waiting for Joe Budden's event to start, I see on my phone that they're having a meet and greet um, at the Foot Locker in, uh, in Manhattan. Because I, I, like I said, I took a trip up to New York to meet Charlemagne. Like I just took went on the Greyhound, like randomly. So I um, saw that they was having a meet and greet. Him and Damon John from uh, Shark Tank, founder of FUBU. So he was having some type of FUBU promo run and Charlemagne was going to be there. So I went over there and that's when I first met Charlemagne. I was like, yo, my name's Chris. Um, I want to write for you. I want to create content for you. And that's how me and him got connected. And like I said, I was trying to pitch to him an idea I had in mind. I was also trying to pitch an idea to Joe Budden because they, at that time they was kind of both in their creative lanes. And I can tell Charlemagne was venturing off into other things outside of radio. Yeah, so this was old met, face Charlemagne, right? When he had Charlemagne and friends. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'll send you a picture and I'll let you decide whether that's the okay. old face or the new face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, um, I uh, met Joe, but he really didn't seem like he was in the mood to network. So I kind of just gave him dap and kept him moving. So I didn't really get a chance to chop it up with Joe Budden. But um, it's Joe, he's the grumpiest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I was. I was gonna shoot my shot, but. Like, you know, when you get a vibe from someone, you yeah. just don't. Yeah, so I didn't try it. But, yeah, I was fans of, of Charlemagne as the Brilliant Idiots and, you know, of him on The Breakfast Club. Like I said, I'm also a fan of Joe, too. So, like, like a lot of people in the hip-hop media space, I was always just watching, you know, as a fan. So that And, and I had my own ideas that I thought would be great for them as creatives. But... But as a fan, that's the reason why I reached out to Joe and Charlemagne. So, yeah, to answer your question, I, I am a fan of Brilliant Idiots podcast. Okay. So the, the reason I ask that is because, bro, you've heard the podcast. It's like, who on earth would think Wax would give good advice? This is a guy who would shit in his hand and put it in the toilet. 
I, I think um I think people sleep on wax like I, I know I, I've been on Bully yeah. and the Beast a few times. He actually does give sound advice. It, it, it's in his own weird like way. Me I'm, I'm still on the whole shit thing. Like where where does that come from? Yeah, like, that I think that I, he said it on I a podcast. It, it went it it blew up like a few years ago. No pun intended. Yeah, I think that was just a weird thing. I think everybody has kind of like a weird thing that they do, and I think that's just one of his weird thing as as to why he does it i don't know but that's just the weird thing that i don't, I don't think maybe he does you don't it want backslash yeah I, I hope not but i think at that time that was just a weird thing he used to do but no nah, wax definitely wax wax gave me when i was first trying to network with them i was going back and up up to new york for about six months january to june and the last thing he said to me in person was he says, yo, if you got a good bag of weed, but only you know what's good, then your weed's not that good. And, you know, what he was saying was, is that I have a, a really dope idea. I'm trying to pitch it to Charlemagne. I should try to pitch it to Show other it to people the world. and put it out yeah. there. That way I can get some real momentum behind it and, and then maybe have a little bit more leverage. And, you know, to the point where other people are you know interested in my idea and and i'm shopping it around versus me just being this random kid from virginia who who wants to work with charlemagne that might not be enough incentive for him but if he sees yeah. all these different companies over here interested in my idea and my content that will probably give him more reason to want to invest in me so like um i say all that to say is the uh, i guess the uh, on the surface level Wax might just seem like the bronze and no brains when it comes to, you know, what you guys see on Brilliant Idiots and Bully and the Beast. But that man is he's not dumb. He's not stupid. He's definitely intelligent and he, he knows what he's talking about. But, yeah, as far as like those takes, I know every look, Charlemagne has dumb takes on Brilliant Idiots. Andrew has dumb takes. Yeah. Like everyone on those types of that, that whole Batman, that whole Batman shit he said a few weeks ago, that made me so mad. Talk Bruh. about when was George Clooney Batman? He doesn't, he doesn't like, like you never saw Batman and Robin, my dude. I know he don't, but I'm like, come on, man. Come me, on. George yeah, Clooney me, was in the Batcave me. cooking up Casamigos. Yeah, I, he always got something funny or negative to say yeah. about DC. Batman's my favorite character, so I'm always sending him, you know, a lot of DC related content and going back and forth with him about uh, comic book stuff. Like, I told him Spider Man No Way Home is the greatest Marvel movie ever. And that turned into a whole debate with me on the phone. That's the first time me and him talked on the phone, um, and was just you know debating with each other back and forth. It was it was funny, but that's my favorite movie. That's that's my favorite Marvel movie, and I feel like it was just the perfect Marvel movie. Like I before that, it was Infinity War, but after that, yeah, I don't, I can't think of any Marvel movie that made me feel that. And maybe this is me with nostalgia eyes. Because I grew up with Tobey Maguire. Toby. I remember when they did the recast with Andrew Garfield. And I'm I'm 31 now and, and Tom Holland is is, you know, just finished he just finished doing his, his third Spider Man movie. So it's like I grew up with all three of these people in different areas of my I guess my adulthood and childhood. So yeah. No Way Home, you know, it I'm not like this super big Spider Man fan because my favorite superheroes batman so it has nothing to do with the character it's more so to do i guess with the you know the experience and everything that just comes with being a fan of the mcu and stuff but i hate yeah. i hate 
Multiverse of Madness. So it'll be stuff like that we'll argue about. He'll ask me why don't don't he'll say things like, Oh, well, I hope Multiverse of Madness isn't gonna be all full of cameos and all these other things, because if people if people are watching these movies for the cameos, then it's it's not a really good movie, which is exactly what ended up happening. If you notice, Multiverse of Madness didn't have the amount of cameos that people thought it was gonna be. It was actually uh, a lot less, but yeah, because people thought Monica Rambeau was Tom Cruise as Superior Iron Man. Yeah, like, really? people thought people like thought the Cruise. old people thought the pre MCU Marvel um, characters was going to be in Multiverse of Madness as well. But e- either way, I think there's some middle ground there. I think cameos and good plot in writing can be right. You know, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the plot is good, then the cameos and and um would would like encompass like everything to make it a great movie like it doesn't have to be a thing where it's just um i guess filler with no substance right right essentially yeah yeah but right and i felt like if spider-man was able to pull that off then dr strange multiverse of madness should be able to pull that off but i can see i agree i can see where someone would think oh well the only reason why the movie's good is because i had a bunch of cameos the story sucked but for me Multiverse of Madness, the final cut, because apparently the movie was initially supposed to be two hours and forty three minutes. That's yeah, I think that's the movie that I wanted. But what we saw Listen, I don't think there's such a thing as a movie that's too long. This movie that's edited poorly and has poor pacing. That's why the movie's good. Three hours doesn't feel like three hours. But it was the movie was two hours and six minutes and it looked very rushed. And they confirmed that there was a lot of reshoots. A lot was going on with most. Yeah, apparently the writers didn't even get to watch Wandavision, so it's like they kind of had to. They couldn't watch. They couldn't binge watch Wandavision real quick. No, they didn't get a chance to. Um, They well, I think they didn't get a chance to watch the finale. I can't remember what. I find that super hard to believe. They couldn't just binge watch it real quick. I don't. I don't know. I got to remember. It was like right after the pandemic, so everything. Everything got fucked up because remember, even we talked about it. Um, America Chavez was supposed to be in No Way Home, and she was supposed to be the one to bring her here. And that would have made more sense. My homeboy homeboy told me that. My homeboy told me. But like I said, I like No Way Home. I don't like Phase Four. Like that's another thing me and Charlemagne debate about. I think Phase Four is a hit or miss for us. I think. Spider-Man No Way Home and Black Panther. Listen, uh, even Phase 2 had its stinkers. I, I, I for one, one, don't like Iron Man 3. I'll say it all day long. I I don't like that movie. I had this this debate the other day. True, but Infinity Saga will not be touched. I don't think the multiverse saga is going to be able to touch the Infinity Saga. It doesn't have to. Like, I mean, no, it doesn't have to, but I'm just saying, I think the peak of the MCU will be the Infinity Saga. So like yeah, there were th- there were movies in in you know the the first three phases of Marvel that weren't that great or weren't that good, but as an an entirety, I think they had more W's than L's. Yeah, and I think um as far as Phase Four, mm-mm, Phase Four, just the movies. I don't mean the Disney Plus shows. The Disney Plus shows are fine, but as far as the movies, the movies ain't hitting like they used to. And so far, what we got in Phase Five, starting off with ant-man 3 and guardians of the galaxy 3 they're not bad but they didn't well i would argue guardians was fire ant-man could have been better but ant-man could have been better ant-man could have been better i watched ant-man because of kang though i'm i'm only watching 
that movie because I want to see Kang playing, you know, his his role in the because you know he's going to be the Thanos of this saga. So right, I'm wondering. Yeah. I was also very curious about Cassie Lang. I want to see how they're going to handle that whole thing. See, I didn't see all that. I'm gonna be honest. I've never cared about an Ant Man movie. I usually watch the Ant Man movies to figure out how this is gonna play a bigger role in yeah. the. Because you know, there's always a bigger storyline. So that's the yeah. that's the only reason why I watch any of the MCU stuff. I just want to know how how the, is this gonna fit to the bigger plot that that eventually is going to unfold in Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. So right. I watched Ant Man because of Kang. I'm gonna watch Loki because of Kang. Like that's so I didn't have any emotional investment in that. As far as Guardians, I always thought the Guardians movies were cool. They were okay to me. I never thought they were great. As far as team movies, I think Avengers is the best one. I mean, there's wow. not too many team movies in the MCU, but it's I, I kind of enjoy Internals. Damn, you forgot I, the Eternals? I mean, would you consider them oh, a yeah, team? The Eternals, yes. Yes, they were a team. But it's a forgettable not, movie. It's on the shelf. <laughs> it's. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like I can't. I don't know. It's just not a. It's not as memorable. As they need. They, here's the problem. So when it, when it came out and did its numbers, Marvel should have doubled down and stuck with it. They kind of brushed it under the rug, and they yeah, do that too many I mean, times. They don't. don't they don't take the L's correctly. Movie. People. People. It wasn't criticizing that movie when it first came. I'm be honest. I think Black. No, I hate Multiverse of Madness. But as far as like. I'm not gonna say the worst movies, but I could. I think I could have lived without Black Widow. Is what I'm trying to say. Like if they, well, everyone could have. If, 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 if it, was, a, it was just too little, too late. If there was a world out there where Black Widow doesn't exist, I think we all be fine. Yeah, I mean, because the only thing Black Widow did was introduce Yelena. But if it's like Yelena was fun to watch in yeah, uh, Hawkeye, and that was yeah. that was more so a tie into Hawkeye. Yeah. So it didn't. I don't think it has any. The movie had no bearing on anything that's taking place within Phase Four or Phase Five. Yeah. But I think, um, as far as Guardians, James Gunn writing style, as far as those movies, I think I prefer Joss Whedon and the Russo brothers writing style because I feel like James Gunn kind of focuses on comedy. Um, no, okay, so not that's or, not exactly. I mean, yeah, comedy, yeah, but he also does characters really well. I feel. That's why I said storytelling as well. I feel once you figure out Josh Whedon, he's not as entertaining to watch as he used to be. And Age of Ultron wasn't that good. In retrospect, no one, no one, no one is a fan of Age of Ultron. We we like it, but we and that was it. that was Whedon yeah, at his most Whedon. He was well, he was Whedon well, all over everything. Well, but, but I, also it, it had a bunch of reshoots for that. But so. it was inter, it entertained me. Like Age yeah. of Ultron was. I'm not gonna say and say it was the best story, but the. Because I really, I really like great fight scenes, and I really like great. I don't know. I like a good balance between fight scenes and story, and I sure. feel like James Gunn focuses more so on story and, like you said, character development and and comedy. And I, I don't think there's any, there's no fight scene in Guardians that I love or I think is great. Well, okay, so last one. No, I bet. I, okay, so if you, but suicide, Suicide Squad had a lot of fight scenes. That suicide was great. Squad, but it, but but, right. but Suicide Squad's not a great story though. I bet to differ. I thought it was. I liked Peacemaker. I enjoyed Peacemaker, and like what about, I'm, yeah, I'm, but Peacemaker didn't have like the greatest fight scenes. But I think it, the story pretty much up. every character in there was good. I mean, they Harley Quinn's story mo- story arc in that movie was better than her solo movie. Like, 
we don't but talk see, about that. The problem, the problem with live action DC is when I watch a live action DC movie, I'm automatically consciously or unconsciously comparing it to Marvel and live action DC. Outside oh, it's trash. The, it's trash. Outside Most of it. the Man of Steel fight scene with Feoria, Feora and um and Zod haven't given me any haven't given me any great fight scenes. Um story the stories I mean Wonder Woman's action scenes were cool. If that's what you're grading them on, they I were cool. I can't remember anything. I don't there's no, I can't. there's no there's no battle there's I don't think there's a battle of New York equivalent in Justice League. Like even when they were No, no. No, no there isn't. There isn't. There not even in the Snyder cut. Not like, even the Snyder like, cut. That's what I'm saying and like the closest thing that I got to a, a real great fight scene was, like I said, was Superman was fighting, um, and Man of Steel. But I'm not, like I said, for Guardians for me, it's not that the movies are bad. It's just it, it doesn't do it for me. Like Guardians is like a, I don't know, a nice blowjob. So okay, so here's here's uh, so here, here's 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 the thing though. So me, me, in my opinion, the more you look at these movies like comic books, the better they they appear. And once Marvel gets to a point where the content is spread out enough where you can miss certain things and still get the full picture, that's kind of what you should be doing. Because when comic books release, you don't have to buy the entire uh, publication to get what's going on with their current limited series. You can pick out what you want, get a good picture of it, and still catch up. And they obviously get the main story at the end. I mean, okay. so like everyone who hates Spider-Man at the moment... <laughs> I, I feel that, but I I don't think Guardians. I'm just comparing Guardians to Avengers because that's like you know this is the team over here and this is the team movie over here. So that's why I'm um, as far as what I like and and just as an example, if that makes sense. Um, the moment when the whole storyline of Bucky killing Tony's parents yeah. and Captain America knowing about it. I I like that a lot. I thought that was great story. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that was peak storytelling. Yeah. I don't think Guardians have given me anything along those lines. Um, um I can't really think of anything. Or like even that. or even or even Oh, well, technically no. I would say Rocket's whole arc when it came full circle in 3 was good. Right? It was. I'm not saying it's bad, but it didn't it's, it just didn't give me. The it hit me. It, it, it hit me. I'm sorry. Two animals getting abused. That's gonna make anyone feel some kind of way. It, it's sad, but it, uh, bro. Like, here's the thing. I had this debate today at work. I think Zemo. You can make an argument that Zemo between Zemo and Thanos. And I made this a meme a while back. What I say? Who was a better villain, Zemo or Thanos? The person who broke up the Avengers. Of the person who brought them back together like that's what i'm trying to say like zemo shattered the team that we all know and love and i believe that if they were together and still a cohesive unit what happened in infinity war i'm not saying that they would have won but i'm just saying i don't think things would have went down the way it did yeah. if they were still together and that's what i'm trying to say that type of storytelling or even in go back to age of ultron tony stark being so afraid of what's to come he has PTSD. We see that in Iron Man 3. But then we see in uh, Age of Ultron that his biggest fear is the Avengers losing. So he ends up creating Ultron. And, like, I just I think that's dope storytelling. Like, I just feel like Guardians never... There were moments in Guardians that I liked. Like, one of my favorite moments in, in Guardians is the first movie with Thanos 
and Ronan are having that dialogue. Like that was like our real introduction to Thanos, if I'm not mistaken. It like, really was because we only got him in that yeah, one cameo. Yeah, I'll bathe the starways with your blood. Like, like that's that was that's my a fire favorite. line. That's a good line. That moment, and when Ronan held the the power stone. See me. I guess this this is just me being cliche. I didn't like the whole we defeated Ronan by holding our hands and releasing the energy of the power stone. I didn't care for that. I never cared for that either. But yeah, that was that was cheesy. Look, that was I a nitpick. Remember when Thanos grabbed that power stone and hit Captain Marvel? You can't tell me that wasn't awesome. That yeah, man. But was, that's that. Man but was, I don't know. Comparing a comparing a uh, a single movie to a full event. That's not exactly. That's not apple. That's apples and oranges, right there. What? Which? Which movie? Well, you're you're describing Endgame and comparing Endgame to a single movie. No, no, that no, no. I was compa- no, no. I was comparing. He's comparing the moments. Thanos. Yeah, I was. Comparing well, yeah, but that mo- but Thanos the moments in Endgame are going to all be hype. Every single moment throughout that entire movie was mostly when they started rolling. That movie never stopped. That's yeah. why you want. That's why. Those, that's why the small movies are so important because they add to those moments. That was right. a. That, to use a big word, that's kind of a gestalt. It's like it's a it's larger than some of his all parts. Like yeah, that's yeah, why that's moves work. I wanted um I wanted Star Star Lord to have that effect. Like I know he's half human, but I think it would have been dope to show that because he's half celestial, he can do uh unnatural things. Like if you notice well outside of that dead. that's what I'm Remember, saying. He yeah. he doesn't have any like He's 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 more human than he is celestial is what I'm trying to say. And you know, usually anytime they create these mixed, you know, interracial children in these comic book you know, lore, whether you're half human and half Kryptonian or, you know, half whatever, like there's just usually an ability or something you can do or even going into anime, you know, Gohan being half sans, like usually these characters that are bi- not biracial, but you know what I mean, that are mixed. Yeah, by species. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> by species. They usually can do something cool. I never got that from um, Star-Lord, and I thought that would have been cool for him to wield the Power Stone on his own and defeat Ronin like that. I'm not saying Honestly, that, I never liked the idea that I liked him being just a human, to be honest, but I'm a stickler for adaptations, and I feel like if you're going to change something, it needs to be a reason for doing it. And not just because you want to, you know. Yeah, that was my well, only issue. You, you read the uh, Guardians. You read the Guardians yeah. comic books. Yeah, I actually yeah. met. Um, God damn it! Which one was it? Andy Lanning. He was the one who actually wrote him and Dan Abbott. They wrote the book that that whole that whole team was around, like in the early two thousand. Remember around like Annihilation time and all that. Yeah, that's yeah. That's when I jumped in Annihilation. Oh, he, yeah, he got me into it. See, I didn't see my introduction to the Guardians was Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes when they showed up oh. on one of those episodes. And then oh, okay. that's when I think after uh, after the first Avengers movies, that's when they said that the next Marvel movie is going to be Guardians. So like like I saw them on that cartoon and then saw them in the last. So I don't know any of their characteristics. I just know that Drax. And that's another thing. I don't think Drax the Destroyer lives up to his name. Well, the, the, he does. James, James Gunn took a lot of liberties with the Guardians. Like, perfect example, uh, Peter Quill is half human, and he's from, a, and his father is from a race called Spartax. So he's half Spartaxian. They're not celestial in any way, shape. Right? Or they're they're, 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 they're exactly like human. I think what was like the, the organs are flipped or something like that. What's the like Spartax? But that's, yeah, that's like it. That. You talking about you talking about the comics though, right? You talking about James? Yeah, Spartax. yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, See, that's the thing. I don't read comic books, but I know comic book lore. 
So it's like I was that kid that would be on Wikipedia just going down rabbit holes. So I know oh, it's a great resource. I just I know, <laughs> I know about Jason Spardex, but I also know that they retconned that as well. That they like apparently at some point in the comics that was no longer the origin story they ran. No, they him. that no, they, it's the other way around. They retconned him into that yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because his Cause original origin, he, he was just a dude from Earth. Yeah, he was a scoundrel essentially. Like he was a knockoff, um, knockoff. No, no he worked at a, um, he worked at, um, like NASA or something like that. Right. Like, he like took, a, he took a moment. He took a moment, stole some shit, and now he was Star Lord. Right. Yeah, no, no, a, no. A knock- no. Oh, no, I was saying Jason Spardex. I, I heard that they retconned oh. him being his dad in the comic books. Oh no, no, he's still his dad. Yeah, he's still yeah. his dad. I'm, I'm, I'm a little behind, but I'm still catching up on comics. But unless that just happened, because the new Guardians book did just come out this last was like a few years ago when I. Oh no, 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 no yeah, it's still that's still his dad. Yeah, yeah that's still his dad. Oh, okay, and like perfect example, Drax. Uh, Drax was a dude from Earth named Arthur Douglas who got in the car accident. Right, and he yeah. and his powers were like I think he got his powers from a, um, a Creed, right? Yep. Right. So it's like I'm not saying that they should have did that in the movie. I'm just saying like they obviously had to tone his powers down to make it make sense for yeah. you know I guess for a two hour long movie, and you don't want to make his character overpowered to the extent yeah. of a Wanda or a Captain Marvel. But I think if your name is Jax the Destroyer. You should have destroyed some shit. So he's in the. You should have right. He's in too. Technically, Ronan took him out easily. It depends on where he is in his because Drax's uh, initial lore, his his whole shtick. The the dumber he is, yeah, the stronger he was. So in throughout the nineties, he was dumb as a brick, but he was as strong as the Hulk. Now he's average intelligence, and he's a pretty beefy dude. He's definitely not. A, he's definitely not in the uh, category of Spider Man in terms of strength. Right, that, but he's that. not. He's not as strong as the Thing or, or the Hulk. Exactly. That, which makes me. He might be able to take the Thing. Who? Will well, not the Thing a, now, but, but back in then. The, within the MCU, who will win in a fight, Drax or Captain America? Because I feel like. Oh no, Drax. Drax. Saying, well, hold on, but Captain, we've seen Captain America's feats, though. We haven't seen Drax's feats. Captain yeah. America held. Okay, so up. you're. That, that's the problem you're having is scale. The problem you're having is scale. So when you're on a team with Nebula, Gamora, and Drax at the same time, all three of them have superhuman strength. It's hard to get a sense of scale when you're on a team with Thor and the Hulk and are surrounded by a bunch of humans. So you lose that sense of scale when you have a team full of heavy hitters. That happens sometimes. Gamora, Gamora has superhuman Yeah, Gamora is as strong as Iron Man in his suit. In fact, I got pissed at the first Guardians movie because she would she didn't act like that. That, that's another problem I have. That's what I'm talking about. Where in the movie did they show? So, the do you remember in Guardians Two when she lifted that cannon on her shoulder and walked it down that and started vaguely. shooting with it? Yeah, vaguely. Because I only vaguely that movie. That that cannon was about the size of a of a bus almost, and she had it on her shoulder without hold, um, breaking a sweat. She's strong, okay. but they don't show that all the time because of the continuity is all wonky. So it, it's, it's James Gunn. Like I said, I got hit my criticism but with James Gunn also. James Gunn doesn't, but James Gunn doesn't focus on that, and that's why I said, and that's a little annoying. Notice Guardians trilogy, Peacemaker, and the Suicide Squad all have the same style of writing, as far as focusing on you know good storytelling. Character- His dialogue is on point, though. Yeah, yeah, character development and um and and comedy. I think I feel like he, with the exception of Brightburn. I feel like he really loves, you know, comedic storytelling in his. I forget. Uh, did he also do Slither? He yeah, he did. Yeah. He wrote and directed Slither. Slither Slither's very funny. Yes, 
Yeah, so I think he, I think he, like, I remember I saw um, a video of his talking about his favorite, I think, Marvel movies. He, one of his favorites was Deadpool. So he, like, yeah. he likes that, that style. So you can gauge his um, sense and, of humor. And I have nothing against it, but I just, I think my homeboy told me this. He, he says, if I want to get what I would have wanted out of the Guardians, the Russo brothers would have had to probably direct it. I mean, I don't want to lean on the Russo brothers too much. Not everything they touch turns to gold, but they are good. Yeah, because I really like Civil War, though. I like Civil War. I liked Infinity War. Endgame, the only thing I didn't like about Endgame was, and this ain't even just Endgame. This is just the MCU at this point. Hulk never got his redemption. Hulk, I don't like Smart Hulk. I do not like Professor Hulk. I do not like, you know, what they gave us after he got beat by Thanos. I I understand why, because you have to um, you have to give the characters range because Hulk is really known for just raging. And maybe that's not as interesting as him. It's um, not. It's not as interesting as him unlearning how to be that and how to be himself within this gargantuan beast. The Hulk can be a very interesting character when done correctly. But but is he but are they do they want to delve into him? Getting mad and angry at all the all the time and smashing things from the a, problem a, is they didn't get all the rights to the Hulk, so they couldn't do everything they wanted with the yeah, character. That's why we haven't gotten a single movie since but, uh, 08. But so so what we see now as Hulk, I don't I don't care for it. Like I said, I you know and I but I get it though. Like I can appreciate it, but even in that form, I would have still we haven't seen him smash anything. Yeah, not since twenty twelve. Bro, this man got ran over by his cousin's Jeep. Like, like, are you kidding me? It was his Jeep. He's not gonna break his Jeep. Everyone gets mad about that. Give that man a pass. Do you remember when? Do you remember when Iron Man first went up to Peter Parker and said, "Yo, you just stopped a a, a forty thousand ton car moving yeah. at super speed." If Peter Parker can do that, then Hulk can stop his. Yeah, but when he did that, he dented the front of the car. He was not trying to damage the Jeep. But no, that was. You know, it's not made of money. Peter Parker didn't damage the Jeep. He the did. Car, the car was running top speed. Oh, no, he did. It, it was a he, yeah. He put it in the hood. We, we it, the, nah. the hood was damaged. Look at yeah. Look, it was dented. I'm, I'm just going with what we saw. All we saw was Peter caught it. The car lifted up, and and that was it. That, that Jeep was fucked. That, that, that Jeep was fucked up when Pete uh, caught it. That's why. Dude, Bruce wasn't going to mess up his own Jeep. I'm sorry. No, no one does that. Seen, okay, but we've seen superheroes stop um, moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when it's not theirs. Without, without damaging anything. We've seen it. You've seen it in the same car. If we've watched the same cartoons, you we've seen it before. The only person who said it, we wouldn't be able to do it was Homelander in that episode where he said... Oh, right, because it's physically impossible yeah, when you exert that kind of force, you damage the frame. Weird. But that's a realistic approach to comic book right I mean storytelling using superheroes. Now, yeah. unrealistic approach is the one that I'm looking for where they stop everything without damaging anything. Because that's usually what they've been giving us before. Hulk could I'm telling you, Hulk could have stopped that Jeep without damaging the vehicle or his cousin. Uh, yeah, I think it's they're trying to go into a little bit more sense of realism now. But- also, also it it his cousin's could, in the Jeep. Could, could, could he have, though? Could he have? I'll I mean, ask. they could have done anything. It, it, I mean, they could have made him, you know, turn into a pig if they wanted to. No, no, no. You can't sorry. play that game. But, but could Hulk have stopped his cousin 
and the Jeep without damaging anything or anyone. It's hard to say. I, too. Honestly, not, you got to understand when something years is very I don't think I've ever seen when you have that much, when you have enough strength to crush steel like dried brittle cheese. It's hard not to damage something without yeah. exerting that kind of force. Bruh, he might, are, I mean, I'm are, just saying, you can argue they, that all day. They are doing a disservice to this character, bro. This man got beat up by Thanos, and we ain't seen him since. That was that, a, I'm sorry. Sometimes you get them hands. It's, it's bro, but yeah, but you're all, you're always supposed to get a redemption. Endgame was a redemption movie. Endgame was the last Jedi. Like, come on now. Like, this was supposed to be the moment where everybody gets theirs, you know, and he didn't get his. Everybody got their. The only thing he, they did give him was the snap. He was the snap. So, and maybe you're looking at it a little differently. So, technically, his redemption would be him and Bruce coming together and finding some type of. Nah, uh, nah, 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 nah. That ain't what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Right, you know but what I mean. that's the thing. When you devolve a character to strictly to what they can do with their abilities, you kind of make them boring. Sometimes you have to delve a little deeper into their, you know, their psychology. And the Hulk is nine is fifty percent psychology and fifty percent okay. smashing things. Okay, who's more entertaining, Bruce Wayne or Batman? Depends on what aspect of it you're looking at. What aspect? It, de- it depends movie? on it depends on which Bruce Wayne, which, which, which Batman we're which talking Bruce, about. Which Bruce Wayne entertained you more than Batman? Christian Bale. What part did Chris? No, no, no. no. Okay, what part did? Of Christian Bale's portrayal of Bat of of Batman entertained you more. Him being the playboy, you know, buying the hotel. There's only one scene. Him. The only one scene I can think of is when he bought the building. I can't think of any yeah. scene outside of that. Uh, well, the board the meeting in Dark Knight was also. Yeah, I was going to say the board meeting in Dark Knight. Um, I don't remember. Do- I, I don't remember that meeting. Well, do you count the training arc also? Yeah. You said what? The, the training, training arc. The training when he was training. Nah, at the that of was, Batman because- no, because at that point he was becoming. Batman. Yeah, you talking about when he was fighting Liam Neeson, right? Yeah, yeah and the and the, was, the League of Shadows. Yeah. So, with that being said, though, I don't. Again, that might be apples and oranges because, because Bruce, no, I'm saying because that's we're we're ba- basically saying that Bruce Banner, because that's who that is. That isn't the Hulk. Like Bruce Banner, that that's the whole idea. It comes from the whole Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Like Mister Hyde is not more interesting than Doctor Jekyll. Actually, like, I would beg to differ in that if that analogy <laughs> tracks. I beg to differ. Doc, uh, Dr. Jekyll is very interesting, actually, compared to Mr. Hyde. They're, they're both equal, they're both foils to each other. If we're talking literature, literature. With that being said, I think Bruce, in certain iterations, can be just as interesting as the Hulk. And he often is. In fact, he usually carries the book, no, 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 uh, depending no, no, on what you're doing. Say, I didn't say interesting. I said entertaining. Like, Well, again, that's I'm suggestive. Saying, okay. Okay. You have a point. I'm just saying, like, on the edge of your seat, I can't wait to see what he does next. So, okay, so I've seen some iterations, I'm doubling the comments now, some iterations of Bruce Banner, where he is the interesting person in the panel, and not the Hulk. And I've seen it time and time again where they are of the same mind, and they work a lot better together as opposed to him being at odds with his alter ego. So, again, the Hulk has a lot of nuance to him that they didn't get into in the MCU. Are they working together while they're fighting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, you like been, to, uh, wouldn't you like to see that, or would you? Oh, I would love to have seen it. In fact, when Bruce is in the driver's seat, that's when it gets kind of lame. I like it when they're both working together. Because all I got to see was him snap. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was it was pretty much right. Yeah, yeah I, look, I, I, 
I get what you're saying. And it's, I, it's not just and it's not just Bruce's. It's not just Bruce's because I, I mentioned Wayne too. Like even Clark Kent. I don't want to see what Clark Kent does at the Daily Bugle. I don't want to see I, what Peter. Honestly, I mean Daily Planet. My bad. I don't want to see what Peter Parker does at the Daily. Uh, Daily. Actually, Bugle. it's funny. We were just having an argument about Peter Parker and Spider Man as a character uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the clip, but um, I posted it on Instagram where you know Marvel decided to reveal that Miss Marvel was dying in uh, Spider Man's book next Wednesday. And uh, I kind of got pissed about it because I'm sick and tired of like them going to like publications like Entertainment Weekly and Extra and spoiling it. And we were having the argument about Peter Parker just taking L's left and right for like the past like X, Y, Z amount of years. I feel like honestly, a character that loses all the time is boring, in my opinion. That's just that's just my thing. Well, I mean, I, you're not you're not wrong. Um, I think there's two. I think there's two parts of that. You can't you can't also win all the time either. I oh no, no one's saying that. Oh. All right, I don't mind a character taking the F. It's more a character is more interesting when they're learning and persevering from the L's than just winning all the time. That's who, fine. But this man is always losing. Who he loses in the movies? Peter he was like okay. Let's take let's take Tobey Maguire Spider Man right lost his uncle okay fine he spent all of of of, of Spider Man two having power issues and and confidence problems rent problems like and at the end okay fine he got the girl and then he starts off you got to remember Spider Man three everything was up and up for Peter are you, you are you yeah. talking about you talking about the character overall you you're not yeah the character overall the character is just designed to take L's it's all he. Like, but he has feats. But he has feats where he's won. Like one of his biggest feats was the whole Secret War, where he defeated everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. He has moments. He has, dude. You, you, you we he say has, he got moments, but he's never. He has glimpses. One. Yeah, he has glimpses of just pure, unadulterated awesomeness, and that's why he's the most um, entertaining character in pop culture. Right. We get that. But are you, are you saying he has more L's than W's? Oh, most definitely. Oh yeah, hands oh, down. Okay, so oh, Spider Man is actually my favorite character. I think it's I think it's three to one. I, I would say it's three to one in terms of L's. Yeah, Spider Man is actually my favorite character. So I've been reading. How is it? A guy has like a triple digit IQ, powers up the ass, but got cucked twice. Twice. Why are you saying that man got cucked? Uh, bro. Okay, I know they retconned it, but come on, Gwen. That was a rough. That was rough. Okay, so yes, Gwen Stacy had sex with Norman Osborn, but guess what? I think Peter was in Europe. He wasn't even there. I know, but bruh, bruh, who wrote that? I, I, we, know who, we know who wrote it, but the point is, yeah, that was wrong. Like, why? Why? And then this most recent one, what is this? Why? So, why? Man, I told you the reason why. Okay, so Chris, I know you said you don't read comics. I'm going to give you a breakdown of what's going on with Spider-Man at the moment. So. <laughs> Everyone hates the Spider-Man book at the moment because the last run was written by Nick Spencer, who people hated for a while because he made Captain America a Nazi in part Hydra. But uh, he ended oh, his run with. Like that? Oh no, 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 no! People I hated thought that was, I thought it was funny when they referenced that in the movie. Yeah. yeah and then game. Yeah, Hail Hydra! Remember yeah. the elevator smear? Yes, and it, and it yeah. made it made like a bunch of memes. There was like a bunch of memes <laughs> of different comic book characters saying yeah. things that like other fuck responsibility. <laughs> Daredevil, yeah. I see everything. But um, so the book starts with like a big explosion, like out in the middle of nowhere. Everyone's like mad at Peter Aunt May, um, the Fantastic Four, Captain America, and you find out 
that MJ has moved on with some guy named Paul and has two kids. But people didn't want to let that flesh out because people are like, bitch ass Paul. <laughs> Basically, and they're like, what the fuck happened? So we just found out like a few weeks ago that uh, Peter was fighting this dude. Him and MJ got pulled into an alternate dimension. She sent Peter back. Peter was going, uh, Peter was trying to like figure out a way to get back to her for like a week. But time moves differently in this place. So she was stuck there with this dude named Paul for the longest. And they were just like on some last of a shit, just surviving. They come across these two kids. And then Peter finds a way back. And but time, so like I said, since time moves so differently, they've been together for four years. So yeah, he gonna lose his girl. She was with somebody for five, four, four years, fighting demons and raising. Kids. I'm not blaming the characters. I'm blaming the editorial team and the writing staff. It's like, again, if you were, if you're reading this character for years on end, it gets boring watching them take L's back to back to back. And it's like you saw me. You saw me during the time when I was reading uh, comics consistently. And I was and I was complaining about X Men all the time because Marvel was trying to kill them off. And it's like the, the X Men were taking L's for like five years straight. Right, yeah. It's like, why? Who wants to read that? It's it's an, it's it's like they need to figure this character out. And I think making him torture porn it, isn't it. I'm sorry. It, well, as far as like for me, like when it comes to certain characters, and maybe it's just me being stuck in my ways. There's a like when the Hulk. I don't want character development from the Hulk. I get I get the importance of it for storytelling purposes. So like them deciding to go the smart smart Hulk route makes sense and i get why they did it because it shows more range you can do with the character it's just not what i want to see and that's a really my critique you okay so i would recommend more if so you want to see expectations if you want to see a self-contained hulk story that has a lot of smashing but character development watch uh read planet hulk the trade planet hulk and then and then set and then go straight into war war hulk you'll see so much range and aggression and intelligence from that character in in those two trades right there, the, no. and they're not, how thick are they? Not that thick, are they? Uh, I think maybe about two hundred pages each. Yeah, they're not that long. But you read that from page uh, cover to cover, you'll get an idea of what we talk about. The the best well, version of the Hulk was in well, those well, two. But see, I like you know I like the whole idea because I watched the cartoon, so I did like the idea of the uh, Illuminati sending Hulk off to another planet because of right. That's how it starts. Rampaging too much, and he goes to. I forget the name of the plant. Sakar. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on MCU Sakar. Yeah, yeah. He goes to the Sakar, and so I, I know I don't know about the World War Hulk storyline. There, there's, there's a lot of stuff the movie missed, and I might be in the movie did a poor job of adapting that um, trade. The, talking about the animated one. He's talking about yeah, uh, yeah. It it did a poor job, man. It, it did a good. It, it was okay, but you can definitely benefit from reading it all over again. And there's a lot of stuff they they cut out. And again, you get that you get the Hulk, you know the the aggressive take no shit from anybody, smash it, you know, run your shit, Hulk. But he's still really intelligent. Yeah. Like they're 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 yeah, Banner kind of recesses back into the Hulk, but he's still feeding him intelligence, yeah. and he slowly yeah. becomes one person. No, I I get it because I noticed he wasn't he wasn't raging or anything. He was kind of like aware cool, of everything that was yeah. going, going on, and exactly. I only I only know about after that those events is that when he came back to Earth, he went to the moon, and uh, Black Bolt was there, and he stomped yeah. on Black Bolt. Yeah, that was World War. I mean, yeah, World War Hulk. Then you you yeah. find out that that yeah, was actually a, a scroll, and then that's what led into the Secret Invasion yeah. arc. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, that stuff. Like stuff so like that. stuff like I that. I would definitely I'm recommend aware. reading those. Right. I'm aware of that, but I would also like to see that incorporated in, into the movie as well. Like, I don't want to. It's a lot of it's a, the problem to get to get a, a good enough payoff for those kind of storylines. You need more time, and they don't have that. I, I would give them a pass on that. That's a lot of time they would have to invest well, in that to get that well, payoff. We'll, we'll find out June twenty first. But yeah, I don't. Drops. What I don't want is is it to be where like the scrolls were kind of like. I guess speaking of secret, yeah. So secret invasion. That, funny you brought that up. I'm worried because it's not going to have the scale that the the that is a counterpart that the you know has. Yeah, the the scale was massive. And it was long. It was far-reaching. Right. Well, that was my thing. Like, I just don't want the scrolls to be like these. I guess you know these good guys. Like, remember how they made the Creed the bad guys, and the scrolls yeah. were kind of like the good guys in Captain Marvel. The Creed are bad guys, but yeah. What? What? Well, no. What I mean by that is like, I don't want it to be where the scrolls are. The scrolls are actually the the weak, innocent people in the situation. Like, I want it to be like different scroll factions. Where these? Oh no, scrolls, that's what it is. This is a this is yeah. a faction that's bad. Right, right, right. I want it to be an actual faction of scrolls that are actually invading Earth instead of it being some other, you know, some other enemy. Because I feel like that's kind of what they did with Captain Marvel in the beginning. They made it seem like the scrolls were bad, but then in actuality, it was the they pre- pulled the one eighty. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just, uh, I just would like to see that. I would like to see that iteration of the scrolls because my first introduction to the scrolls was Super Scroll, and Super Scroll yeah. isn't a nice guy. Nope. No, he is. And I would like to see him too. Like I hope, I hope they, you know, introduce Super Scroll in there. If they, if he doesn't have Fantastic Four powers, maybe he has someone else's powers. You know that we've seen in the MCU. I think it'd be too early to, to introduce him because he's he's intrinsically tied to the Fantastic Four. So let's not screw they up his character. But they can't they can't introduce him first and then. Introduce I would not recommend it. It's not, it's gonna screw up the character. I mean, I, I, see no I, 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 I don't know. I hope, well, hopefully he doesn't show up at the end of a uh, secret invasion. But um, let's let's get some stories out. Um, so, oh, unfortunately, yeah. yeah, three people did pass away in the course of a week. So we do have to give a rest in peace to Ray Stevenson. He passed away at the age of fifty-eight. Uh, so for those of you, yeah, 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 I was going to say he was Volstagg in the Thor films. He was in GI Joe Retaliation. Uh, Divergent. He was the Punisher in Punisher Warzone. He was in the book. Yeah, of he's uh, in the he's in the upcoming Acolyte. Yeah, and he was in. Is it the Acolyte or Ahsoka? No, he's in Ahsoka. Oh, Ahsoka. Yeah, correct. He is in Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah God, he, he looks so badass in Ahsoka. Yeah, and he yeah. and he was in Rome. He was like one of the leads. Yeah, he was. Oh. He was uh, Titus Pullo. Yeah. Um, we also got to give a rest in peace to Jim Brown. So for those of you who don't know, who Jim Brown is. He uh, actually played for the Cleveland Browns from 1957 to 1965. He retired from football and became a civil rights activist and an actor. So he was actually in a lot of black exploitation movies in like the late 70s. Uh, he was actually on Chips. Uh, he was on the A-Team. Uh, he Mars Attacks. In, yeah, he was in Mars Attacks. He was in Any Given Sunday, She Hate Me, one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. He was also in a little movie called Small Soldiers. He was the voice of Butch Meathook. So, uh, yeah. And, unfortunately, we do also have to give a rest in peace to the queen of rock and roll, Miss Tina Turner. Uh, she, she actually passed away at the age of uh, 83. So, she was in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band, Mad Max, um, Good Vibrations for Central Park, Tommy, 
give me shelter, it's your thing, and so on and so forth. Oh, also, Last Action Hero. So, very deep cut Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I don't know how many people. Oh, shoot. Uh-huh. I totally forgot about that movie. Yeah, she was the mayor. So, yeah, we got to give a rest in peace to uh, those three individuals. Yeah. All right. Um, first story. So, I'm not a fan of Disney remakes. I feel like this one is being rushed. It was already announced that they're remaking Moana. Uh, Alui uh, Cabarro, who did the voice of Moana, has actually said that she will not be performing the live-action version of the character, but she will still be involved in the casting because she is a um, executive producer on the film. Because when Moana came out, she was 14, so she wants to get someone around that same age range. They gave her the producer credits on the first film? Yeah. No, really? no, no. The remake. She's gonna be an executive producer, not not the not the animated one, dude. Uh, yeah. So, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I mean the she's Rock is still big... gonna be Maui. I mean, Maui can be any age. He's you know whatever. Yeah. As far as I mean, I don't think it really depends on how old they want Moana to appear. And 14, I think what is she like twenty six now? Yeah. Yeah, she might be a bit old for the role. That's why she's not doing it. Did you not hear a word I just said? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. Well, you asked me what I thought. I'm like, there you go. That's what I thought. But you literally just repeated everything I just said. Man, get off my nuts. All right, how about that? <laughs> All right, Chris, what are your thoughts on um, that? Because I don't watch Disney <laughs> remakes. Well, yeah, I was I was going to say, um, even the animated stuff, there's like a lot of those Disney animated movies I haven't seen. So, like, my Moana is one of them. So, like, I didn't oh, see. It's really good. I didn't, it is good. I didn't see Encanto. Um, Nothing, I don't really? watch that one either. I kind of, I got, I kind of got both slipping. I kind of just lost interest with Disney. I guess the older I got, um, outside of like certain ones like Incredibles, I'm always gonna. I mean, that's Pixar, so you know, I still haven't seen Toy Story three or four. So I haven't watched the, four yet, and I own it. That's sad. I haven't seen Monsters University, so it's like a, I didn't see Finding Dory. So it's like a, just a lot of them. I just I don't know. I guess I grew out of. So I don't I don't have an opinion on that. So, so Samir, what's your uh what what story you got? All right. Well, um All right. So, they're going all in on this whole Creed property. So, uh a sequel comic will be released on June 28th from the writers Latoya Morgan and Jai Jameson. Uh artist Will Stanton, well, I'm sorry, Wilton Stanton um, Santos. I don't know why I said it like that. Wilton Santos. Uh, and the uh, and obviously the creative director uh, Michael B. Jordan will be on this comic, and it's set ten years after Creed three, uh, as uh, Amara Creed sets off for her own boxing path. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think you actually posted about the anime, and I think that's how I found out about it. Chris. Yeah, because they're they're airing yeah, the anime because yeah. the yeah. Oh my bad, going. Oh, I was gonna say they're actually airing the anime. With the screenings in Japan, because it just got over to Japan for some reason, or or it's a re-release. I don't know which one is which, but yeah. So hopefully we get it over here soon. But but yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, yeah, I was gonna say uh, he's actually from VA two. Um, he worked on Lois and Clark, Ja Jameson. So I'm I'm a little bit familiar with him. Oh, okay. but yeah, I um, <laughs> this is gonna sound messed up. I still haven't seen the Creed movies. 
That is a little messed up. I don't Blasphemy. say real Real talk. They're so good. So because I tied those in, I know I don't have to, but when I think of Creed, I think of Ram, uh, Rocky. Rocky. I never, I never seen the Rocky movie, so I was like, "Oh, okay." Watch the crew. All right, so, After so I really, the, the only Rocky movie you need to watch is four, when Apollo dies. Spoiler alert for a thirty-year-old movie. I mean, oh yeah, I knew. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I would say no. I would say you need to watch. Yeah, you need to watch one or two. You need to watch one or two. Honestly, just two a marathon. They're good movies. Most of them. Yeah, are, I wanted. To, I wanted to watch. Isn't six of them? It's six of them, right? Yeah, it's five. No, it's six. no six. Six. Yeah, Rocky Balboa. I was yeah. gonna say you forgot all yeah, about Rocky Balboa. I, I did forget about that one. Was not necessary in my opinion. I, I was gonna watch all six, and then I was gonna start Creed until I was like, you know what? I really don't care enough about Sylvester Stallone like that. I'll just start with Creed. So I do plan on <laughs> watching Creed. Um, the thing is, it's not. It's like at one point it was on HBO Max, and then they took it off. And I think they're on so, Prime now. Oh, they might be on Prime. Yeah, I think oh, Creed okay. might still be on HBO Max. I think They're easy to get to. Because they keep I couldn't, shit around. Yeah, I couldn't find, as far as Creed, I, I couldn't find Creed 1 anymore. So this is one of those things. If it's on a streaming service, I, I definitely want to check it out. But I, um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. A lot of those 80s movies, those big budget 80s movies that star Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson... Sylvester Stallone, like I never, I never saw, I never saw Lethal Weapon. I've only oh seen Terminator. What I've, the only, hell? I've only seen Terminator One and bits and pieces of the rest of the movies. What's the? What's another one? Die Hard. I've never seen Die Hard. What? How do you? I, okay, Samir, 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 we got to give him a little grace. He's a little bit younger than us. Okay. Yeah, thirty-one like is that. not much younger. I said a little bit. Well, hold on. Well, hold on. I will say this: that '80s, like basically everyone that was in Expendables, at the height of their career, the leads in Expendables. Yeah. So I'm including. I'm including like Dolph Lundgren, John Claude Van Damme, Chuck yeah, Norris. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah. Even though those cameos that they made of, uh, you know, John Claude Van Damme and Chuck Norris. My introduction to Chuck Norris was Walker Texas Ranger. So if he was not I knew he was going to say that. If he was in a movie, the only one I saw was. The one with Bruce Lee in it. Oh, nah, the okay. I forget, I forget I which remember. one that I, one is. Yeah, I but, can't remember um, which one that one is. When he ripped out his chest. But yeah, I never saw. I've only saw bits and pieces of Kickboxer. I've seen Street Fighter, but that's not that's not the height of John Claude's oh, career. Yeah, I think no, that was, oh no, Bloodsport, 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 yeah, all that. Oh yeah, I, ne- I, I never seen Bloodsport. So like a lot of those movies, I just I just never saw. And so yeah, I think my age does play a role because I didn't grow up. I've never seen RoboCop, so like a lot of those. Oh my god! I want to throw these headphones and walk away. Not, not all of them. Like I seen Back to the Future. Okay. I've seen, like there's a few of them, those classic eighty movies that I've seen, but a lot of the action ones I haven't seen. Your parents sheltered you, didn't they? <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of, man. You know what's weird? My mom is the one who introduced me to Star Wars. Like. I got to give her credit. Like, I remember being a little kid. I was afraid of Darth Vader. Everybody um, was afraid of Darth Vader. Man's like six foot tall with asthma and a red lightsaber. I, I, had, I had dreams about Darth Vader. That's how scary. Like, I had nightmares, you know, of Ain't being the only one. captured by him. But so, yeah, but yeah, like, I, um, my first time seeing Alien was really not even act, the actual Alien movie. Like, 
my introduction to that franchise was Prometheus. Okay, that's not. Well, that's a prequel, so that's not that yeah, bad. That's I, a prequel, so I mean, I mean, but, I mean, yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I yeah. would, that would be considered late, you know, to yeah. the party, as far as like, you know. So it's like True. a lot of, just a lot of those, but those, a lot of those '80s action big blockbuster movies. Nah, I haven't, I haven't seen a bunch of them. So that's the reason why I didn't watch Creed because I'm the type of person I don't want to jump into a franchise in the middle. Do you know how many people saw Endgame after not watching one single MCU movie? I don't, I don't know. know I, I, I was are. in the movie theater with a few of them. Like I had to explain some shit. To that's twenty two oh. movies. You're behind on twenty. That's a goddamn movies. crime. Yeah, I mean, I I, so, I had to explain to some girl. I got a number though. It didn't work out, obviously. But hey, man, some people are like that. Didn't y'all y'all wanted to uh, cover Fast X too? I remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do a review on that. Um, uh, like towards the end of the uh, episode. Um, so I seen those since I don't want y'all thinking I didn't see all franchises. I I seen all the fast movies. I, I, I would hope so. Except for um, except for Fast X, I still ain't okay. seen that one yet. All right, so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to keep it spoiler free. No, no, you good, you good. Like I'm not. I have no emotional attachment to that franchise. Okay, all right. Um, so since um my next story is simply this. So since. A lot of these older properties are now becoming public domain. So, like uh, Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Cinderella. Uh, no, not Mickey Mouse. That's going to be Disney for life. No, no. Um, they said they said Mickey Mouse was going to be public. Yeah, domain. I think Mickey Mouse might be public domain because how old he is. Oh shit! Yeah, he's he's, he's he's a hundred. I know he's a hundred. I just thought Disney had that on lock. But nah. yeah, so I mean, he, I don't know why you want to use him. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so yeah, that actually use it because if you notice, a lot of artists use his likeness on a lot of their like, whether it be artwork or merchandise. There's like a bunch of people like Eight Oh Eights and Heartbreak was Mickey Mouse's the hands, like a lot of people the white gloves. Yeah, that was a trademark, right? And those ears, a lot of people like to use his ears. Yeah, but yeah, so we're gonna have a a horror Cinderella movie. I know Samira's okay. a big my, fan of you, horror movies. You have my attention. Yeah. So this will actually be called uh, Cinderella's Curse. And it actually is going to be... Wait, uh, are they going to go with the Brothers Grimm version? Uh, it looks like it. So, like, they're going to have the, the body mutilation? Yes. All right, I'm with it. I'm with it. But yeah, so it's actually supposed to start filming next month in the UK, and it's supposed to be coming out in October of this year. I'm excited. All right, so, sign me up. Hopefully, it's good. It doesn't bomb. Yeah, because um, I still didn't watch the Winnie Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie. Don't. It's trash. Don't. It's trash. Damn, really? It is. It, it's terrible. That movie has no nuance. It's not smart. It's not intelligent. It's just poorly done. God damn. Okay. All right. Um. So. Chris, you gonna check that out? Uh, a horror Cinderella movie? Nah, I don't do I don't do horror like that. If I do, ironically, I know I just said it. It's the old like my favorite horror movies is Michael the old Michael the Myers, movie, stuff. Myers movie. Uh, like Halloween. Even I even saw uh, Secret of the Witch or Season of the Witch or something like that. That third one that had Season of the Witch with uh, Nick Cage. Yeah. That's a throwback from the from the two thousand aughts. That's 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 a weird choice. It wasn't that good, but that's a weird choice. Hold on, hold on. That wasn't Nick Cage. Nick Cage wasn't in that. 
Nicholas, you're yeah, referring Nicholas to Season Cage. of the Witch, right? Yeah, that third Halloween movie that had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Oh, okay. There's a movie called Season of the Witch, and you're right. And then there is there's probably a, a Halloween movie called Right. No, there's a movie yeah. called Season. I, of the Witch. I was just I was just saying like that was the only. Yeah, that, it came out in 1982. Yeah, Halloween yeah, Christ that. Which Jeepers Creepers and and uh, one of the Hellraiser movies are like the only, oh and, and Phantasm. Are like the only horror movies I ever watched. Oh, Phantasm is pretty pretty gratuitous. You can you, you can handle Phantasm, mind you, the first one when it was good. You can handle other horror movies, bro. Bro, okay. So growing up as a kid, I think I think it was more of a I don't want to watch because I'm scared thing. But eventually, I don't know. It was, it became hit or miss. Either I saw it or looked at it or didn't. Phantasm. Phantasm is probably one of the most slept on and most interesting. I agree. It really is. Movie. Like the tall man. I agree. The tall man still scares me to this day. Like I think about him every now and again. Like, and I actually followed that one. Like that low budget Phantasm five movie they made. I I watched it because it's like I'm actually kind of you know really intrigued about this story. But um, but no, like Saw and what's the other one? Um. The Conjuring, and I, The Conjuring isn't that the other horror movie universe with Annabelle and yeah, yeah, James Wan, yeah, yeah James Wan yeah, did most yeah. of those. Yeah, I I want to give that a chance just because I want to see how all those movies are connected. Like they yeah, okay, so that's a good choice. That's a good choice to start to watch modern horror films because, admittedly, the Conjuring films they have a strong start, but when you get when you get their formula, they're pretty they're pretty milk toast. So I actually think you should start with those and then maybe what, cut your teeth on yeah, but I don't on like more. torture though. I don't like torture though either. That's why Oh I no, it. it's not torture. So I, I again, if you're just if you're just going with if you're just going with uh uh supernatural with uh, religious overtones, again, I think the conjuring so, films conjuring are in good. The nun, in the right, they're good. They're good. Yeah, it, it, skip the nun. It's terrible. But it's a good movie to cut your teeth on. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm still, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not really into horror, but I've, I've been. I say all that to say, I've been more of a casual fan of horror. The horror genre is what I'm basically saying. Like I've seen a few of the older movies, but if you know, there's a difference between '80s horror and you know more. Oh yeah, I mean, film techniques changed by decades. So yes, even even by the time I saw Jeepers Creepers, it was years after it had came out. And when I mean Jeepers, I just mean one and two. I don't mean that. Horrible third one that no one talks yeah. about, and I haven't seen the one the follow up one they made either yet. I mean, Cheaper Creepers two was eh, one was kind of acceptable. That I mean, again, that was during the time where we weren't getting that many good horror movies, you know, developed in the U.S. and all the good ones were overseas. Bro, yeah. I was ten when that movie came out. I, I I don't know what was good or what was bad. I just know one of my t- one of my classmates was explaining the movie to me. He was like, yo, he's a demon. He's got horns like this and he, he'll eat your tongue. I'm like, yo, what is this? So that was elementary school. I don't think I started watching that to like either middle or high school. I mean, the first one came out in 2001. So yeah, Bernard I and I, we were 15. 15. Yeah. So my eye, my eye wasn't that critical back then either. But when I finally watched it, eh, like I said, there there are better horror movies to watch. <laughs> and again, torture isn't necessarily bad. It's just we done correctly. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think any. I don't think any of the horror movies that I've seen had torture, with the exception of Hellraiser. But I can suggest some films that would just turn your hair white and no, in, can, in the best I way possible. Never be able to watch Hostel or Saw. Oh, I'm um, not even talking about Hostel. Hostel sucks, in my opinion. But um, the I don't really consider this horror, even though I think it's in the genre. I enjoy watching Silent Hill. Well, and Silent Hill had good spectacle, but, but it was again, it's not a good. It, it wasn't. Going, it's not very well done. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, you want to talk about the PlayStation Showcase? Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, you guys both caught it, right? I watched it, despite the fact that I was starting to doze off on it. I mean, I don't, what were you? What were your expectations, Bernard? What were you? What were you expecting from <laughs> okay. that? So. I would like to see more gameplay of games. They showed you, dude. We had sixty percent of all the announcements had gameplay. Sixty percent of them. Uh, that's maybe that's, more. I don't know about that. There, there, there wasn't really that many. That had okay. So footage. we had Spider Man had gameplay. Uh, Dragon's Dogma had yes, gameplay. Assassin's Creed had gameplay. Was that Alan play? Wake? Yes, Alan was Wake had gameplay. gameplay. Yes, it was. Um, let's see. Final Fantasy 16 gave you gameplay. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure Dark Dragon's Dogma gave us gameplay. Um, Fair Game it, was a cinematic. Yeah, Fair Game was cinematic. Um, Foam Star gave us gameplay. Phantom Blade gave us gameplay. Uh, Ghost Runner 2 gave us gameplay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Helldivers. I don't. Did that give us gameplay? Nope, I can't remember. It did not. It was literally just a story trailer. Right, but I think that was enough to honestly get you on there because like, you you got the stick of the game, Abzu, uh, not Abzu, but uh, the giant squid uh, game, uh, sort of the sea. Well, I think that was gameplay, or you said had a brief moment of it. But again, you get to get just to that one. No, that one had gameplay. So that one had gameplay. Resident Evil VR gave you gameplay. Uh, let's see, the Neva Neva, that mm-hmm. one was not gameplay. I don't think that one's gameplay. Be uh, the the cat cat quest. Cat Quest was gameplay. Oh, that game. Fuck that. Well, I mean, if you want to... I mean, it's game. They can't all be, you know, hyper-realistic AAA titles, you boring bastard. What do you, what do you want? So you want to just shit on all the indie titles, huh? Is that it? I'm not shitting on all the indie titles. Yeah, what, which indie title you like, sir? Um, Who does Alan Wake? Alan Wake is AAA at this point. Oh. And that's, that's Remedy. Oh. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know all the developers. Look, look, Bernard. Just say you're boring. Just, just, just say you're boring. Look, yeah. man. Phone runners or whatever the hell that damn um fucking. It looked like, yeah, look like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's Sony's answer to Platoon, which is a good thing to have. I and mean, we need more. Dude, uh, N- Nintendo, Nintendo dropped the ball on Splatoon. Okay, I'm not even a Splatoon fan, and I can tell you that they dropped the ball on Splatoon. Splatoon. Right, Splatoon. Like the second one. No, that's not it. People love Splatoon. The problem is Nintendo hates online multiplayer and player community. All right, they don't like the they don't like they don't like fighting game um, the fighting game community for some reason. They have zero uh, FPS on their on their console. They don't like any multiplayer. They 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 online shit. They don't support it. They don't care about it. Why make a game that would thrive on an online community and not support it? Yeah, I get that. Um... So I think Sony doing this. Filling that void is a good idea. If that game, if that game lands and people adopt it, it's a good thing. Maybe, maybe light a fire in the Nintendo's ass. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink gave us a uh, gameplay, also. Okay. 
Uh, Ultros is a uh, Ultros that that Metroidvania game that mm-hmm. gave us gameplay. Did Fair Game give us gameplay? I no, I think I was cinematic. Um, Tower of Fantasy gameplay. Synapse Two, no Synapse the the PSVR one that was yeah. gameplay. Beat Saber gave us gameplay. Uh, let's see what else. Five Nights I'm, 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 was a cinematic. Yeah, and Immortals of Avium, Evium, wherever that gave us gameplay. The point is, I looked off a shit ton of games right there. They all gave us gameplay. The, the 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 presentation was fine. It just a lot of the games you didn't give a fuck about. That's the problem. That's true. The same way I didn't give a fuck about that. Um, it's like so you're you're releasing a handheld uh, tablet, which is only basically for PlayStation Go. It's not like a Vita. Why? Why even do that, Sony? I mean, everyone, okay. So everyone in here's why. more than likely has a backbone at this point, where you can just here, here's why. Here, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. So first off, your phone doesn't have the hardware that that the handheld would have. Secondly, if your PS um, if your PS five has the game installed, you can stream it anywhere. That is big. You don't see how how awesome that'd be. You're sitting in a um, Starbucks with your latte and you're playing whatever you're playing on your PS five. You're playing Red Dead. You're playing. You're playing Last of Us Part. Not well. I mean, I don't know. The, I don't the compression loss. The compression loss will be gargantuan if you did it on your phone. But a dedicated graphics APU in your handheld with a bigger screen is a seven inch screen. Your phone isn't that big. Also, the also the ergonomics. Okay, you gain a lot from using that handheld. That's a good announcement. They need to get back into the handheld market. They're not gonna. You know why? Because no one bought a goddamn Vita. Chris, did you have a Vita? No, I remember the. I remember it, but no, I didn't have one. I just. I didn't own a Vita either, but I still know that Sony needs to get back into the handheld market. I think Sony, Sony really hasn't, and I'm not like a big gamer, but I know for a fact that Sony really hasn't been able to be have a, a successful handheld device as the Game Boy. They're competing with the Game Boy. Anytime. Yeah, you gotta admit, Nintendo, well, Nintendo has just handheld in the choke. They're trying to compete with Nintendo when it comes to the handhelds, and I don't think. Look, there are, are there are market. There's market. Sh- um, there's parts of the market that are untapped by the handheld market. That's why the Steam Deck did so well. Yeah. Okay, they need. There's there's a space for AAA handhelds, and we have the technology. We can do it. If Sony can get their IPs in handheld mode, it is big. And they can do it by via streaming over um, broadband. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying they they haven't done it yet. Yeah, they just haven't done it well. But yeah, literally the only thing I was excited about was um, Spider Man Two. Obviously, of course you are because you're a fanboy. I was just about to say that. Why you gotta <laughs> cut me off? I'm literally about to say because obviously I'm a fanboy. Um, so Metal like, Gear. You like Miles more or Peter? Uh, Miles, he has potential. He's not wasted. Uh, he's not shitty. He doesn't have any L's. He's not broken. All right, my boys. All right, let, let's let's move the old broken man out of the way and let's let's use the the child who has a future ahead of him. But Bernard, you like you like Peter more? I honestly like Peter more because although I did watch Spider Man the cartoon and I really didn't get into comics until like the early two thousands when Ultimate Spider Man started, so I. Had a kid, Peter Parker. 
And then when Dr. the University Dr. Died, Dr. Umar will be disappointed in you. I, I don't give a fuck what Dr. Umar got to say. Dr. Umar will be disappointed in both of us. His wife is uh is Puerto Rican. She's 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 a white passing Latino, but you know, that guy can suck my balls. I don't care, all right. Look, I have no problems with snow bunnies, all right? I don't care. Look, I like I like Peter and Miles, but I've known Peter longer. Yeah, and, and, and I actually have met the artist who created co-created Miles Morales. Oh okay. and, yeah, I got a few comics from her signed, but I, I like them both. It's just who do I like more? It's always going to be Peter. You know, if we ever get a live action Miles Morales, I'm obviously going to geek out because, you know, first black and Puerto Rican Spider-Man. So, yeah, when that happens, I will be excited. Like, I like Into the Into the Spider-Verse. I hated his costume and the fact that they made him a graffiti artist. Cause nah, I like that. That was Miles dope. has never done that in the comic, so... I'm still that's, glad. I think that's it was them. such. A, it was so good, though. It was so cool. I think that's them also tapping into like you know, yeah. you being from New York. That's yeah. such. Yeah, that the street culture is dope. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can I can see why they did it. Yeah, I, I get why they did it. I was just like I was just I was squinting like Umar when I saw that. I was just like, why? Because <laughs> I'm like. Miles it's expectation. Miles That's all. It's expectation. Yeah, you, you know how we are when we go into these movies that we know about the and we know about these characters because we've been reading them for ten plus years. I feel making him more grounded as an artist is a good thing. I can see why they did it. Like I said, I get why they did it. That doesn't mean I had to like it. Let me let me know. When you, I got two more questions for you. I ain't want to interrupt your right. um, your role when you yeah. get a chance. No, nah, you go ahead. Because no. I think we're done with the PlayStation Showcase. Oh, I was just going to ask, yeah. who, is your, um, who has better video games, Batman or Spider-Man? Uh, see, are we talking about in all of history, or are we just comparing the PS4 Spider-Man versus the Arkham <laughs> games? Because Batman has had some shitty-ass games, bro. But not the Arkham series. Not the Arkham series. That's Batman's only win. Spider-Man has had good games since, like, the 2000s. He's had a few yeah. duds here and there, but Spider-Man no, I mean, has been consistently dude, good. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Separation, too. yeah. This is probably before your time, but Separation Anxiety is an amazing game. Yeah, and that was right? the Sega Genesis and the Nintendo, I mean, not almost said the 64, the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and then there was um, Spider-Man PS1. That was yeah. good. That pushed the hardware, mind you. And let's not forget Spider-Man 2. That's what I was saying. That's our best Spider-Man. Oh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man was good, too. Yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man was a good one. Web of Shadows, there could be an argument made that Web of Shadows was okay. Yeah, Web of Shadows was good, just bad voice dialogue. Like, it was an adult Peter Parker who sounded like he was 12. MJ! Yeah. Get off me! I remember being a kid playing Spider-Man 2 for the first time, and we get to experience world building. And, yeah, you know, free roam and being able to go all over the place without it having to be contained to this one area. I know, you know, popular opinion, Spider-Man 2 still gets praised to this day. Yeah, you're talking about the one that was uh, based off the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I had that on. Uh, oh, like, but don't forget the amazing Spider-Man game that was uh, garbage. We don't we don't talk about those two games. We don't talk about the amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2. Oh, they got two? Yeah. I don't, movies, think, I don't think any. I don't think any video game. I don't think any video game that was based on a movie has been good. Since um, Spider-Man. that isn't true. 
the 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 Spider Man Tobey Maguire games are good. Yeah, no, there's another one though. What the Wolverine game? No, no, no. I, no I said I oh. said since Spider Man Two. Which oh. one after Spider Man Two? That came out. That X, came after. X-Men, that came after. X Men Origins Wolverine. That's the yeah. Only that was actually one. good. Cause that oh, was, the uh, what about the Wanted game? Wasn't that good? It, uh, but yeah, but you gotta remember that game is based off the movie. It's nothing like the comic. So yeah, the bullet curving is cool and all, but that's about it. Also, it wasn't good. I've, I've never heard anyone talk about the X Men Origins movie. I mean the game. I mean the game. Yeah. Oh no, it's a good game. It, the game's good. good. It, the game is what the movie should have been. Just bloody hack and slash all over the place. Yeah, I never. I didn't even. I'm be honest. I didn't know that movie produced a game. Yeah, and uh, oh, and I guess you can the forthcoming uh, uh, Avatar. You know, Skies of Pandora, what it was called. That might be good. It might be. We'll see. So, um, who do you like? I don't know. About? I remember. Oh my god, going. No, I was about, I'm about to big a jab at him because he uh, he dotted James Cameron before. Oh god, we're not doing this. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just gonna ask who you like more, Static or Miles? Static, man. Why? Uh, first black kid superhero I had growing up. Just because, just because you first don't mean you better. Why? That's 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 it. Okay, and I like the fact that Brozier uses his brain for every damn thing. I was hoping I had a Static comic around here, but I guess I. Oh wait, you don't gotta grab a comic. Just tell us what your reasons are. <laughs> static Shadows of Dakota. Mm, that's the one like by I said, Nicholas. Yeah, I, I would love to get Nicholas on this podcast, man, because like I was telling Samir that he did the cover for the Black Panther soundtrack, and I love his art. I share it when I can. Like I see that he he has his up and downs on certain days. Like I'll I'll like shoot him a tweet on Twitter because he was like he was being very critical of his co-writing on like issue four that just came out this past Tuesday. And I was like, look, man, so far every issue has been good. You just keep doing the good work, and we're gonna be right by you, no matter what. And like he's even getting ready to work in anime. Yeah, I, I, I follow him. Um, he's repo- he reposted one of my memes that I made, but I, you know, I've never talked to him before. But yeah, he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, but but yeah, just the just the you know, the person in me just I like to have those discussion debates. So that's why I wanted to ask that. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, if I had to like do a tier of like my top five black superheroes, it would be Static, Miles, uh, Sam Wilson. I always thought Sam Wilson was kind of boring. I would probably put. I mean, that's because they haven't. That's because the most interesting thing they did to him was make him Captain America. They never built him up as a. They never invested. Oh, I'm talking about his comic book counterpart. Even after his long. History as a it's, character. It's, it's the same I shit. I find him boring. Sam, Sam, Sam. No, the only cool thing about Sam in the comics is he talks to birds. But Falcon, Falcon could be an interesting character though if they, you know, gave him gave him something to work with. Yeah. Like I don't even think you know you know most of the best superheroes you know writing wise storytelling wise have great villains. He doesn't have a villain. He really doesn't. He's always been Captain America's sidekick. You know what? Let me, let me revise my list. Um, Static Miles, T'Challa, Falcon, Bishop. No, take off Bishop. Still, John Henry Irons. Damn, you still overlook Storm, huh? Sorry. So what, what? What about you, Samir? You um, Samir, you was riding, top five black superheroes. Over, black, uh, top, oh, uh, black. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, definitely Storm. Number one. 
queen, you know, got to go with her. Um, I got to think. Uh, let's see. And then beyond that, I do really do like Miles. I think he is really interesting. So I might put him at three. And who the hell is the number two? Um, no, she's but not Samir, black, but, but Samir, you choosing Miles over Static, though? What was that? Miles or Static? You choosing Miles over Static? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read that much of Static, and I only had my most of my connections from the cartoon show, and that shit was corny as hell, so I'm going to pick that. What? You okay. the cartoon was corny? Okay, okay, yeah, it I was just ready corny. to get into that. So we get into that. So I recently rewatched <laughs> everything DC-related on uh, Max. Because it's not HBO Max anymore. He hated. Okay, so Samir's logic for Static being corny is he thinks every episode is an after-school special when there's only like three episodes. There's probably like one every season. The show's good. No, you're misquoting me. The show is good. Well, hold on, hold on. I was gonna say the show does have a lot of gang-related content because of the Bang Babies, and there was already gangs before they became superpowers. And Dakota, you know has gang activity because that's why they made blood syndicate yeah so there is i mean i see your point as far as the after school well no yeah he's talking about like richie's racist dad and so there was a lesson in every single episode yeah it was i think that's on purpose though i think they wanted to have social commentary and a certain level of conscious within the okay i got my list all right so we got storm john stewart uh we're gonna bump miles down to four monica rambo three Damn, I forgot. And then we do a five? Stewart. Yeah, five. And oh, I really don't think I have a five. Dr. Voodoo? Hell no. <laughs> you, don't got a, you don't got a fifth? I do really like Thunder, but does she is she five? Nah, she's not five. She don't exist anymore. She does exist. Oh, wait. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Is that Black Lightning's daughter? Yeah, yeah they she, don't exist yeah, in the comics she, anymore. She retconned. retconned. Yeah, I never I never watched the show. Was it good? It was good. Eh, Valanceverse. I, Samir, I like as far as the Arrowverse. I just watched Flash, Green Arrow, and Legends. They're all on the shelf. I watched them all, even Superman and Lois. <laughs> <laughs> what man? Superman and Lois is good. But uh, Chris, what are your top five black superheroes? Um, damn. And okay, this is in no particular order: Static, okay. Miles, Storm, John Stewart. Number five, number five, number five. So it's that last spot that's tricky. No, it's funny because no one said spawn. <laughs> like it was like after oh, oh, basically. Uh, um, dang, that's that's hard. Oh, uh, no, can't include him because I don't really Who know that? him like that. I was about to say the, I was about to say Jace Fox, but I don't know him. I mean, no one really knows Jace Fox. He's kind of. Uh, pre-existing character who got yeah I don't I don't know that man um, <laughs> he's not Bruce uh god dang I can't I'm mad right now no nah, I can't I can't think of I can't think of number five oh the oh Black Panther yeah yeah it's pretty oh oh okay so it's like like I said I, I ain't trying to take over your short none nah you cool um, two, two, two more two more two more uh I guess meme because these are memes that I've made and I like to ask other blurs this. Okay. Um, just in the MCU, who went in a fight? These are uh, not MCU. I mean movies. Okay. Based off of the movies, 
who won in a fight? Chris Evans, Captain America, or Wesley Snipes Blade? Captain America. Yeah, that shield is overpowered. Oh, do they have their tools? Does Blade well, have a sword and does Captain well, have a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So we can do either one. With with um their weapons, who do you think will win? Cap. Well, I think Cap's going to win regardless. Yeah, okay, Blade is underpowered, yeah. With Without the weapons? Still... Cap, Chris Evans. Sorry, sorry. No, no, it's it's a lot more. Okay, so that it's a lot more equal that way. Damn, you know what? They didn't really clearly define his powers at all, did they? No, they. I'm trying to think. That's why I'm saying they did. Yeah, you have to say Cap. We know what he can do. I mean, we don't know what Blake can do. We saw this dude bicep curl a helicopter. What we didn't see. Okay, so that's the thing. Here's the problem with the Blade movies. All right, they're janky as hell. So the first, no, actually, no, crap, no. Blade 2. Blade 2. I remember that because the guy he fought was whooping his ass. Dude was running around the, the, the building. He broke stone and Blade still went hand-to-hand with him. So you know what? Let's give him some credit. Alright? Hand-to-hand he might have Cap. Yeah, but that was a vampire. That wasn't a super soldier. Nah, but, but that vampire on, was strong. Hold on. Vampires being being a vampire and being a super soldier isn't that far off, like your book. And it, no, actually, no. It, depending on what you're talking about, now in the Marvel comics, immediately if you're a vampire, you're already stronger, hands down. Now in the movie, it's a little undefined, but that second movie when he fought the uh, those uh, those weird hybrids, that that dude was stronger than Captain America, based on what he was doing. So I would have to put either equal to peak human or a little bit above. I might have to rewatch Blade Two and yeah, rewatch Blade Two because they that's when they. That's when they actually kind of pulled out his powers a little more because they had more budget. Yeah. Blade two is legit, cool. and then they then they shit the bed with Blade three. Blade three was are awful. You, are you saying it could if with no weapons it could go either no way? No weapons, but no no weapons. Blade. I'm gonna say that no weapons. Blade. Also, Blade could just bite him. You forget that. Blade ain't gonna bite nobody unless he's he could blood. He could. He but could. He actually, so, hey, question: Does the does the uh, super soldier serum? Um, uh, transferred through blood. It did that one time. It did, yeah. Isaiah, I mean, uh, Eli, remember? I, yeah. So, wouldn't it work the other way? Bro, I don't think we're going to get a super soldier vampire. <laughs> That'd be dope. Listen, I'm going to say Blade without powers, hands down. Yeah, you actually, if I, I'm, I'm now, I'm right, I'm retroactively unlocking memories because I remember that shitty series, but the third movie, when he fought Dracula, awful movie. I can't stress this enough. When he fought Dracula, that final fight, they did go over the top with the abilities. So, again, Blade has proven time and time again he can only take damage. He can recover faster. All right. He also can dish it out. So, yeah, he's gonna win without weapon, without um, hand to hand. So, would you, do you? Are you saying even with the sword, he wouldn't be good enough to? Um, no, that uh, sh- that shield that shield is overpowered. Vibranium is an overpowered, nonsensical material, and it will it makes everyone overpowered. Dude, Spider-Man with that shield can beat anybody. He can't. Dude, when Miles beat Blackheart, he had no business beating Blackheart. With that shield, Miles rolled on the screen. He was fresh. He was a green superhero. With that shield, he scooped it up and beat, uh, beat a demon from hell. He had no business beating. He did. All right, that, so. that shield is all power. It dissipates and absorbs impact. <laughs> So just just movies and TV show. So the the Netflix Kingpin 
versus um Dark Knight Rises Bane, who will win? Oh, uh Netflix Kingpin, I guess. Um, Kingpin, Kingpin. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, because Kingpin is an idiot. We realize that's a breathing apparatus, he's gonna rip it off. That's the problem. He he's an asthmatic. That breathing apparatus goes down, he can't fight. That's yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's why I don't really. That guy, he's literally, he's handicapped. Yeah, you take that mask out, he's just gonna be on the ground, about to die. All right, so so speaking of Bane, I wasn't even gonna ask this at first. Which fight scene was better, Bane versus Batman in the movie, or uh, Bucky and Cap fighting Tony? Anything, anything. Bucky and Cap fighting Tony. The problem with the problem with uh, the Nolan verse of his movies. The overall movie is cool, but as a superhero movie, it's rather boring and stale. It's like it's like it's like bargain bin. It. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like superhero movies when for people who can't take all the action back to back, it might be too much for them. He purposely kind of kept it real grounded. I, I, yeah, and that's the problem. It's like why? Why do you want to ground superheroes? That makes no sense. That's like saying, "Oh, I like hot dogs, but I don't like the meat." Can you change the bun and put like lettuce in there? And then maybe put some talk. You don't want a hot dog, basically. That's that's what you're telling me. You wanted a crime drama. Yeah, as I as I got older, because uh, Batman Begins came out when I was twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty oh five. Um, I was I I wasn't re- really reading Batman comics. I got into them later. So like when I got to like the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, I realized like, yo, he. He basically made the Joker another Batman villain. We've said this on this podcast multiple times before. There's an actual villain in the comics named Anarchy, who was basically that version of the Joker. And obviously we know about Bane and the Venom. Where the fuck the Venom at, Nolan? I mean, that's why I'm really rocking Christopher Nolan nowadays. It's like, I ain't watching Oppenheimer. I'm not holding a grudge against him. I am. He had a vision. He came out and did it. Whatever. I just don't like the idea that that's the best Batman movie we ever had. It's not the Batman, it, but it's, again, it's a great. They're movie. great. They're great movies. They, I mean, they, these movies are superb. They're just shitty superhero movies. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Just as a as a fan, you know, I, we like, we you, Bernard and I will die on this hill together. Yeah. We do not stand those movies. Yeah. Well, and don't get me talk the Batman. Yeah, the, the whole trilogy. Yeah. And uh, don't get me started on Todd Phillips, um, uh, Joker. Don't get me started on that movie. Time for all that. Did y'all like Robert Pattinson? I like. I liked him more. I like. Yeah, oh, I, I got notes about that movie too. So that wingsuit, essentially, you could buy it on Amazon for like twelve hundred dollars. I don't like that they made these these tools so easy to obtain. Why cannot I buy a Batman's wingsuit on Amazon for twelve hundred dollars? That's how much a wingsuit costs. Samir, he was just starting out. Remember, it was like only year two. He's still a millionaire. Where all the money at? Why he buying Amazon? <laughs> Okay, so it was too long. It was good, but it was four hours. It was entertaining, and we have since also been very disillusioned to Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder doesn't good at his job. He doesn't write superheroes, pre-existing superhero movies all that well, to be honest. And he has way more losses than he does uh, successes in terms of filmmaking at all. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually have the clip ready to go. I just didn't upload it yet. So I don't know if you heard, but Zack Snyder did a, a comic convention. Well, not a convention. He, uh, not a comic convention. He did a convention 
a, a three-day convention where he showed Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and the Snyder Cut. So he wanted to make Superman's ship um, not blow up at the end of Man of Steel, right? And he wanted to make like all the Greek guys Kryptonian. So like Zeus, Apollo, and all of them, they be Kryptonian. It's like, what sense does that make? Yeah, I didn't, and I also didn't care for the whole Batman gets Lois Lane pregnant storyline either. I know you heard about that. Oh yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, we didn't talk about that one. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Anyways, we should get into the uh, review. Yeah, because we we're almost two hours. Um, but yeah, so uh, for the listeners, I am getting ready to review Fast X or Fast Ten, whatever you want to call it. It don't matter at this point. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to get spoiled, come back next weekend. Yeah, we'll see you then. So, Fast X is directed by Louis Leterrier, who a lot of people know for directing The Incredible Hulk. I believe he also did, uh, yeah, he did the, the first two Transporters, Clash of the Titans, Now You See Me, um, and obviously the movie stars Ben Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, basically everybody and their mama from every single Fast and Furious movie except for Bow Wow and um, Lucas Black. Um, and um, what's the name of the dude who played uh, Jason Statham's brother? Luke Evans? No, not Luke, Luke Evans. Evans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Luke Evans. So they're the only ones who, who aren't back. So basically, this movie is I don't know Dumb. how to put it. Okay, so we so for starters, you know you have to go into the Fast and Furious movies with some you know, you have to detach your ability. I mean your Yeah, your but how sense. much it, here's the issue. I don't mind doing that, but you gotta have a scale. Yeah. Okay. Again, if the gold standard is Fast Five, where you didn't have to completely disconnect your brain to enjoy it, you kind of like disconnect your brain at Fast Five. Them towing a bank fault, but no, you don't. That's fine. You can do that. Go ahead. Here's the thing. It's like again, I have to. If you look at the Fast series, Fast Five and back, that the the entirety of that um, film series is genius. All right, the fact that they started off as as simple street racers, and then moving into this weird police, uh, pr- uh, police intrigue um, um, phase. Black ops. That yeah, and they going into freaking uh, Tokyo for some reason. They coming back for this undercover mission involving the FBI, which is weird. And then ending up in Brazil doing a bank heist. That I'm all for that. Go ahead. And then oh, don't get me started with Fast Six. Great, love it, awesome. Especially how the fa- Fast Six ended. Fire. Oh my God, Fast Six was good. How that ended? How that ended, that ended came in, dude? That was so good. End again. I haven't watched it in forever. It ended with Giselle uh, Gal Gadot's character dying. Oh, remember yeah. that? that, it, oh, that. Yeah. Dude, we were there. Y'all remember that? that okay. We were there in that scene. Okay, that was fire. Okay, okay. So, so, not really a lot to say about this movie, but spoiler alert: somehow Giselle's alive. <laughs> Why is she found her? You know what? You know what? They bruh, didn't, they bruh, didn't give bruh. an explanation as how Han came back. No, they did. They did in nine. They did. They did. They did. It, it, it was stupid. It was, it was stupid. dumb. It was dumb. It was dumb. <laughs> Bro, was like, they oh, were yeah, going. I, I still don't understand it. He crashed. Uh, uh, John Cena swapped out the body with a fake one. Is like John Cena died saving saving. Uh, John Cena. You mean you mean Jason Statham? No, no. I'm talking about. I'm, I'm back to ten. Uh, um, John Cena is now dead. He, he, so basically, like, um, 
Hold you on. Find that's, out how that, brought, that's how they brought home back in Fast Nine. No, no, I'm talking about Ten. He he dies in Ten. You know, I this character dies in Ten. Oh no, no, I said Han. Remember Han, the Korean. Han. Yeah, they, yeah, they swapped out his body with like a dummy or something like that. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Pause, y'all. Pause, y'all. So the average uh, jetliner, those jumbo jets, when they're on the tr- when they're on the tarmac getting ready to take off, they go about two hundred miles yeah. plus. She hit the pavement after that. <laughs> yeah, she turned into street pizza. It's like yeah, she would be hamburger meat, like gone, like two hundred forty to two hundred eighty five kilometers per hour. That's how fast those things go. To get off the ground, all right, and she fell off one, <laughs> and she's okay. Did they show you? Did they show it? No. So basically, I gotta see the explanation. I gotta see the explanation. Okay, so basically, that's gonna be eleven. Um. So, with that being said, I'm glad Gagano was back in it because she's done with all the superhero stuff. I'm glad she's like doing other stuff now. Yeah. Hopefully, she's learned how to act better too. Like she, she got kind of a a one hit pony thing going. Yeah, but um. So, yeah, Jason Momoa's character is the son of the guy who had the vault in five. Yeah, that, they show that in the trailer. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah, so he's obviously been playing revenge for the past decade because this takes place in 2021 and five took place in 2011. Uh, he actually goes and uh, almost kills Cypher, takes her equipment, and basically like starts ruining their lives. He set up Dom and the team to... Uh, be terrorists like they they allegedly blew up the Vatican or attempted to, and everyone's pretty much on the run. Dom is by himself. Rome, Tej, and uh, Ramsey are all together, and Rome's I mean, uh, yeah, Rome Rome was leading this mission, so everyone's kind of blaming him. Pete Davidson makes a cameo like when they get to London, um, and then like they they meet up with um with um with Decker Shaw. And try to figure out because they all have a failsafe plan to meet back up in Rome. And Brie Larson's character is Mister Nobody's daughter, and um, the organization is now being run by. Wait, who's who's daughter? Brie Kurt Larson, Russell, Kurt, Kurt Russell, Mister Nobody. Oh, that's how that's how they tied her in. Yeah. Did Vanessa Kirby come back? No, Vanessa Kirby did not come back. Dang, she could have had her in the. She's so hot. Maybe she'll be in. Maybe she'll be in eleven. But uh, Alan um, Alan Richardson, whose character's name is Ains, who was originally uh, they wanted Keanu Reeves to play, he's actually running the agency now because now Mister Nobody is nowhere to be found, and he's like trying to catch Dom while uh, Brie Lawson is trying to help him. So she takes God's eye, so so they can't you know access all the cameras in the world, and it just becomes a whole befuddled mess. And bro, it's like. Certain parts of the movie, it was good up until a certain part. And that part was like towards the end where you find out that uh, Elena had a sister this whole fucking time. Why does that matter? Because they're in Brazil and she's racing and uh, Jason Momoa's character, Dante, is there as well. And he puts a bomb on her car and um, his other friend's car, I think his name was Diego, who was in five, little skinny dude who was racing. He Diego's oh. dead, so he made him choose like who's gonna live. And, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because Diego had like two lines, and he showed up twice. Yeah, and they and we're supposed to care when he dies. Yeah, they blew him the fuck up. But yeah, so um, everybody eventually meets up in um, Rio, 
uh, Rome and the guys are in a plane heading to Dom after, like I said, John Cena's character basically kills himself trying to help um, Dom. And um, you you see a missile hit the plane. The plane crashes. Obviously, you don't see anybody die. But you find out that Ames has been in Jason Momoa's character's pocket this entire time. And he's like, uh, Jason Momoa's like, yeah, I took your family. I took your money. And he's like, yeah, the only thing you should, you, one thing you should have took was my car. Drives off a dam because two, two Mack trucks are coming at him. Him and his son somehow survived driving off of a dam. Car is basically totaled at this point. Um, there are bombs all over the dam. He blows them. Phase of Black, and that's where you get the scene where uh, Cypher and Letty, because they were in prison together, uh, and that's when you find out that Gal Gadot is alive on this fucking submarine. And then the mid credit scene, Hobbs is back. The Rock is back, despite calling Vin Diesel a candy ass. And he can't go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he can't go nowhere. He screwed, he's, he shut the bed. But yeah, so that's how it ended. But when I saw Gal Gadot, I literally yelled in the theater, I fucking quit. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Oh, like, now you're done. Now you're done. Look, look, I honestly say I'm done, but I'm not done because I still need to see how this ends. But yeah, I was like, oh my God. Like the fact that this motherfucker drove off a bridge with two helicopters attached to him and somehow pulled a 360 on the road and detached the helicopters. It's like, like I said, towards the end, like, you gotta like leave your 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 sense of realism at the door. That's look, like I said, I'm a guy who likes superheroes, so realism isn't a problem for me. Is but it has to make sense within your own universe, and they they consistently write their own rules. They rewrite their own rules constantly. Yeah. And like so, at this point, can a can a hundred and forty pound woman survive hitting the tarmac at, at north of two hundred? Come on, man. Yeah, and um. So uh, I just got to say, Michelle Rodriguez, shut the hell up, (laughs) because she was at the premiere. Oh, don't get me started on her. She was at the premiere talking about, yo, I'm sick and tired of all these Marvel movies. You go. How many Marvel movies can you make? I know. Like, come on, guys. At some point, we got to get innovative with this. Okay, if I see You've been doing Fast and Furious movies for 25 years. Y'all got 10 movies. And and the next, y'all got three parts to y'all last movie. Don't get me started on that, man. Nah, nah, nah. So, nah, yeah. go, girl, bye, girl, bye. But yeah, I was just like, I saw that. And I'm like, you've been doing these movies since like 2000. It's like, let go. I mean, you were in all of them except what two? Because I'm not counting Hobbs and Shaw. So she wasn't no. in Too Fast, Too Furious, and she, no, because she was in Tokyo Drift. Drift. Tokyo Drift. Oh yeah, Tokyo Drift. Okay. So yeah, it's just like stop it. But yeah, so uh, I give this a four out of ten. Jeez, just because of the goddamn, like, just the, some of the shit that happened. It's like, bro, John Cena was able to sneak like a mini drone on a plane that him and um, uh, little Brian were able to like drop out of in a plane, in a commercial plane. Not like they like had like a, a private plane or anything. It's like, I'm done. I'm not done, but I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, so that was it. I mean, uh, there's, there's really no way to scale the highs and lows in, of this film. I was just like, <sighs> plus you made Justin Lin quit Vin Diesel because you know you doing what you want to do. 
And he's like, yo, this ain't worth my mental health. So he, he quit, but he's still an executive producer on the film. Yeah, so, so yeah, make that money, but yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Um, Chris, you got anything to say about that janky ass? I mean, about Fast and Furious? Nah, I ain't seen it yet, so like, I can't, I can't comment. And um, like you said, you got to leave your, I guess, realism at the door. And that's how I am when it comes to, to that franchise. I'm not expecting them to do any street racing. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally one race in the whole movie, and right. one person so, gets blown up. Yeah, I'm already because I saw, I watched Hobbs and Shaw too, so I already know what type of time they're gonna be on moving forward. Yeah, just let Idris Elba come back, Black Superman. Oh God, I'm excited on that. Yeah, but um, guys, I think we are going to call it a wrap. Hey, we, all right, before y'all go, can I ask yeah, like sure. three more three more fan questions? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, All right. Shoot. Do y'all watch anime? I uh, dabble in and out. Samir's more the anime guy. He yeah, watches. I watch it. Yeah. Did y'all um? Did y'all watch Dragon Ball Z? Yes. I am not a fan of Kira Toriyama, but uh, go on. Is that a yes or no? Did you watch it or not? <laughs> I watched it, but I'm not a fan of Kira Toriyama. But yeah, go on. What was your question? Okay. Who had the um? Which moment was cooler, Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time, or Trunks' first appearance? Neither, for me, honestly. It's when I mean, Gohan if you're asking my, if I had to choose one, oh yeah, I mean, that's cool. But if you're asking between the two of them, if I had to guess, uh, I suppose it would be maybe Trunks, but only because Goku going Super Saiyan was ruined for me because I saw it before I saw the episode. And then I went back and watched that whole saga. And, uh, yeah, so it might be uh, Chunksburg, yeah. Okay, so so here's the question. when, Like, what is exactly is the first appearance of Chunks? Is it when he goes back in time or is it the movie? When he goes back in the, time. Okay, so if I had to choose between those two, when he goes when he goes back in time and fucks up King Cold and Frieza. So, mm. yeah. yeah. But my overall Dragon Ball Z favorite moment is when... Cell kills, uh, steps on 16's head and he loses it. And you know, he finally gets the strength to fucking kill uh, Cell with a broken arm. Yeah, I think I um, I might redo it and add that one. I didn't add that one, I just did. <clears throat> I feel like I remember at the time, like Trunks was this like cool character that everyone loved when he first you can came never out. go wrong with somebody with a sword <laughs> unless it's <laughs> yeah, Blade. Like, he's I not wrong, everybody loved Trunks, but Trunks really didn't live up. To his height, no, he didn't. Um, I mean, again, Kira Toyama is, in my opinion, isn't that good at writing, so that's I why think, I think he is for Dragon Ball. But Dragon Ball Z is kind of like super, the Fast yeah. and Furious stuff anime, where you yeah. you you really don't well need, when you right don't when need you much great storytelling when you have transformations, power ups. And- no, he was writing a bunch of stuff. He was right. He had uh, he had various characters, different motivations all through Dragon Ball, and it was simple, but it still worked. And then he intended Dragon to end Ball it there. <laughs> right. No, he intended to end it there, but it kept snowballing and he had to keep making more, so that's what happened. It's not like okay, so if I compare it to say someone who like like uh Adriel Oda who's doing One Piece, he wants it to be that long. So that's why it's still good. That's why it keeps going higher, but it keeps it's still good. It's maintaining a certain level of quality. You can't say the same, in my opinion, to Dragon Ball. Nah, nah, and I think 
I think storytelling wise and character development and all those things, I think that became irrelevant once you realize, oh, this is what people like. Well, I'm gonna just focus on this yeah. because you know I'm 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 a little kid. I'm not as a kid as a child. No, I do not care about you know character development and you know. I do. I'm but I'm very as a, but as a little kid. Like yeah, for me, I would say like for me, when I was watching Toonami, I could get into Dragon Ball Z as far as the storyline a lot easier than I can get into Gundam Wing. And Gundam Wing is is oh not, no, Gundam Wing is not. But a, again, I was watching anime. Gundam Wing. I was I was fourteen watching Gundam that, Wing. So it was a little that's not a surface level anime. You know, there's many layers to you know that type of storytelling versus a Dragon Ball Z or a Pokemon. Yeah, I would say that as an adult, I. Heavily criticize any author that cannot make female characters good. All right, and that's and Kara Toyama is one of those. So is Masashi Kitamoto. All right, most of the female characters in Naruto are not well developed, and they just well, fell off. I mean, there's not too many great shonen protagonists. I'm not. I mean, shonen. Most shonen anime are, are strictly geared towards uh, male. I can name. I can name quite a few that can write female characters very well. No, no, no. But can you name shows? Yeah, Black Clover's one. The female characters in that are pretty good. Are they better than Asta? Well, and better in what way? In terms of how their arc <laughs> is going? Asta and you know, I'm saying to the extent of a like Sakura was never better slash more interesting. They Ari. didn't have to make her stronger than them. They had to make her just as interesting. That's what. That's what I'm and saying. That's the problem. So. And Sakura and yes, in and in the case of Black Clover, yeah, a lot of the female characters in that series are just as interesting as the two leads. Who? Uh, well, Noel for one. After you get past her whole shtick, she actually is a great character. Uh, I stand Mira uh, Lona uh, Vermillion. She's dope. Um, she's the she's the coolest one. Charmy, I Charmy cool. uh, is waifu material, low Who's key. That? That she's the one that's always eating. I don't remember her. Oh, oh, the short that. one. Oh yeah, the yeah, short yeah. one that's always eaten. Like, how far did you get? How far did you get? You're talking about. I know you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. How far did you get? I uh, will see. When it comes to anime, I'm dubbed only, so I don't watch subs. No, the so. dub is far. So, how far did you get with the dub? The last one I saw was when Asta fought the the demon dude, and he he took he took uh, Yami back to his lair, and that was it. Okay, so then you saw then you saw the wolf in sheep's clothing, essentially. What you mean, like? Charmy's magic is she she makes a bunch of sheep and they do stuff for her like they 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 Thank fight and I things like that. Watched, right, she unlocks. Yeah, broke Black Clover back for like two years, so I vaguely remember. Oh, you got to get you a Crunchyroll account, man. That's where that's where it's at. Oh no, I got one. I don't. I don't re. I usually don't rewatch full sagas or seasons of shows. I might watch my favorite scenes, but I don't rewatch the whole thing again. Like um, once I watch it, I usually put it down. Unless there's a fight scene I really liked, yeah. But, yeah, Black Clover's um, dope. I would I would argue Black Clover at the very least can do uh, the author can do female characters a lot better than you know a lot of other um, shonen contemporaries. Also, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and the manga that it's based on. It's on the show. Um, yeah, that is also a great series. All the characters are good. Um, as far as the female, I'm be honest. Like as far as female anime characters, the ones I like are usually like the, like the girls from a a comic got killed, killer kill. That's, that's also another good series. The point is, there's no reason to not be able to write a the half the demographic 
incorrectly. All right, I think but he was I a shitty think, writer at that point. Like, but as far as like Boma, Sakura, Nami, Rukia, Ornahime, Botan. Oh, actually no, Bleach. Okay, so uh, uh, God, why am I forgetting this guy's name? Um, Kudo Take. Right there, you go. Uh, yeah, he can write female characters pretty well as well, actually. Although yeah, I'm, not saying that, I'm, I'm just saying I've never, but I've never found any of those characters as interesting as the as the lead. I beg to differ. Um, like, okay, even even the side characters that didn't get much screen time, Captain Unahana, for instance, when she's the she's the real Kenpachi, like that came out. I, that okay. was that was dope. Okay, all right, Rukia's whole arc was great. I I, I can go on and on. Bleach has a lot of good characters. The save Rukia arc I thought was dope, but as far as like Rukia yeah. as a character, like nah, I didn't think she was as interesting as Ichigo. Uh, again, later on, her arc came was full circle, and it, it, she became more interesting as the series went on. All right, so I, I definitely would. I need to get back into Bleach. They 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 wrapped up, and then I need to see the One Hundred Year War. Oh, you never you never read it? Or I have. To, I read. I, I I watched. I read the series when it first came out, and it ended. But now they then they came back last year. And they re-released it, and that's when it was, you know, they, they finished off the series and gave it a good uh, ending that it deserved. So did y'all I need watch, to go back and watch that. Did y'all watch Hunter Hunter? I'm not a big fan of Hunter Hunter, actually. Oh, you didn't watch it, Bernard? No, see, the issue is I'm old, so I usually come home and go to sleep or try to play PlayStation or something like that. And even then, I don't have enough time, like... I'm not I, old. I, I, got, I got Breath of the Wild, like, two weeks ago. I probably only played, like... Two hours of it. I mean, not Breath of the Wild. Well, I'll I'll make this. I'll make this. I'll make this the last one then. No, Um, you can actually uh, the other two. Who has stronger plot armor, Goku or Batman? Batman, because everybody thinks Batman can beat anybody with enough fucking prep time, and I'm sick and tired of it. That is true. What was that prep time when Bane broke his back? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I I, yeah, I would have to agree. Um, Batman's plot armor is pretty high. Uh, Goku has died a couple times. So that, yeah, I was gonna I say Goku's died. What, he can't lose. Yeah, he can't lose. Um, yeah, because the 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 I'm trying to think of that. What was the what was the uh, it's Dragon Ball Super? What was the name of that tournament in the universe? The universe. The multi. I think it was the universe tournament. Whatever okay. point is. Yeah, yeah. Universe Zero, whatever you call it. Yeah, he lost. They didn't actually win that, did they? They lost that, didn't they? No, they won. The one was seventeen. One. Oh yeah, they won. They won. Yeah, or, but but the whole point is the whole time they were fighting, Jiren was was giving them hands. Yeah, he was. like yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna explain to you how wonky Batman's plot armor is. So <laughs> no, no, dead ass. So Batman created a robot. Um. This is the arc that's out on paperback now. It's called Failsafe. It's written by uh, Chip Zdarsky and it's drawn by Jorge Jimenez. So Batman made this robot as a failsafe. So like if he ever lost his mind and just like killed somebody, somebody uh, dressed as Batman, I think tried to kill the penguin or killed the penguin or something like that. Anyway, penguin faked his death. So um, the robot gets activated. The robot literally is basically like Batman's freaking um, Tower of Babel. So perfect example, Justice League Doom. Uh, you saw that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where the, so basically that robot is basically has all those same protocols, so it can take out Superman and every other hero who tries to invade Gotham. It took out Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirls, everybody uh, to get to Bruce. 
Bruce went up to the watchtower to try to stop this thing. Like he blew up the watchtower to try to stop it. Bruce took an oxygen tank that was floating in space, used that to kind of drift back towards Earth, somehow used his cape to resist the uh, the heat from re-entry into Earth. The mask that he had broke. He used his trunks and zipped them to his face, <laughs> hit the Earth, and is somehow still able to walk. He listen, listen, listen. It has been confirmed. He fell from that space. No suit, no special suit or nothing. And he hit the ground. Like he, he was able to kind of use his cape to save his fall. But come on, man. The nigga fell from it, space. It is it has been confirmed that the, the cape can be used as a bomb blanket to, to stop heat and Samir, you know, concussive force. I'm pretty yeah. sure a bomb isn't as hot as the fucking atmosphere of the oh. planet. So the no, the the, 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 the Batman um with prep time debate bothers y'all more than the uh can he beat Goku? But can he yeah, beat Goku definitely. debate? Goku's <laughs> been proven he, he can be beaten, all right? Hey, okay, the internet can use man as they want to, but it's already been proven that Superman can give them hands. All right, just 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 just, just deal with it. All right. Yeah, because um Wizard Magazine actually did a who could win Goku or Superman. Um, I don't remember who the winner was because that was like. 20 well, years. I remember Death Battle did it, and it was Superman won twice. They still mad about that. They still mad. The one that made me upset was the uh, Akuma versus um, Shao Kahn. I I didn't like the way they. I, I don't like remember that one. Yeah, yeah, that's one up there. That's did, a Death Battle. Did you Akuma want? Did you want uh, Shao Kahn to win? He won. Oh, he did. Yeah, I, I love never... I love Capcom. Well, Shao pretty strong. Yeah, but he stopped. He stopped the uh, that last attack that he does. I forget the name of it. The um when he grabs you and then just boom, 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 and then he's just yeah the Setsuin. What? Oh crap! Now I'm trying to figure out what that's called. Now you can crazy. I know the whole the whole thing is the Satsui no Haru. That's like his style. But I don't, uh, okay, I don't know so. How. The sh- a shuttle surface reaches temperatures up to one thousand four hundred seventy-seven Celsius. Yeah, that cape ain't gonna hold up against that. <laughs> that is uh, that's two thousand six hundred ninety-one Fahrenheit. Yeah, that cape ain't gonna hold up against that. But um, <laughs> I, I I stopped watching Death Battle when they, um when they did like Dark Side versus Thanos because I'm like, yeah, this ain't com- uh, this ain't comic accurate because. Dark side would win. Thanos, yeah. is, but only Thanos isn't. It's not a. Yeah, it's not a one to one scale with that. He he got. I mean, he's strong, but dark. Side. Well, dark side is strong. Dark side, no, definitely dark side. Definitely dark side. I'm just trying. To, I've seen him. I, I I've seen Thanos without them without the gauntlet. Hand the Avengers their head on a platter. Like you remember the last time? I mean, the, the precursor to uh, to Civil War Two. Like they had problems with him. Yeah, but you know that was really only written for that reason. And that, yeah, okay, I'm not not thinking about you. Right, you right. The writing on that was so wonky. Yeah, that's an editorial decision because I know you're still mad about them putting She Hulk in a coma. Bruh, I've seen her fight Wendigo, get her insides torn out, pick them up, and be like, "Okay, I'm good." Like, what? You can't put a Hulk in a coma. Yeah. At worst, you'll just knock him out of that transformation. So, so okay, who do y'all think is more dangerous with prep time, Doctor Doom or Batman? Doctor Doom. Doom. 
Doom Don't. has a time machine. Hell, Doom, all we is, know, Doom could be the guy who goes back and creates Batman. No, no, screw that, screw that. Doom is running for Sorcerer Supreme. If 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 Steven get, drops it or Clea, whoever has it right now, doesn't have the Eye of Agamotto, he is a front runner for the Eye of Agamotto. That's how good he is at magic. Yeah. And then the science. All right. The the cool thing I like about the Marvel Universe is anyone who's good at science can be equally good at magic. Yeah. The only I think the only person who we haven't seen use magic who's a genius would be probably Moon Girl and Reed Richards. Yeah, because Reed now, is Tony, like nah. Tony Stark even used it in um Yeah, it's all math. What's the shit? What's the shit? What's the shit? Um you know what I'm thinking about. Um uh Asgardians, everybody got cool Asgardian weapons. Oh, the black uh the black uh no the not black the vortex. Black, no, not the black vortex. That was a miss that was a magical mirror. Um Sin was in it. We talked of uh, fear itself. Fear itself. Yes, thank you. Fear itself. Yeah, but yeah, man. I mean, oh, so y'all riding with it, Doom? It, is that is it, that is that uh does that answer come with Batman bias? No, no it's not bias. It's, it's, it's magic. Magic. Super, Batman does not have any defense against magic. Yeah. Hands down. Stop. Full stop. Yeah, Doom. If you got someone who has fucks him up with a little bit of magic. And he somehow gets away, then he's gonna go get some help from magic. Had, has he had magical villains before? He's had supernatural villains. Oh no, he has supernatural, supernatural villains. Is still under the umbrella of but, magic. But but no, DC doesn't have magic like that though. The way they use magic in the Marvel universe is is on a whole other level compared to DC. Yeah. yeah, their magic is so low key for some reason. Yeah, because the only magical people think I can think of is Shazam, Zatanna, Doctor Fate. Right. Yeah, Dr. Fate. But they're all good. Most of them besides um Black Adam. Um yeah. Clarion Most of them are good guys boy. though. And Mitz Mitz. Do we say Zatara and Zatanna? Yeah. Well he is he magic or is he just from a different dimension? I don't think he's magic. I think that I think I thought it was magic. Maybe maybe not. The fifth dimension um, might be magic. It's just so weird with the fifth dimension. Who knows? Um okay, so who do y'all think is stronger, Kazia or um, Liu Kang? Kazia who? Oh, Kazia Mishima? From Tekken? Yeah, who will win in the fight? Oh, easy. Kazia Mishima. Is that from Tekken? Yeah. Yeah. Kazuya, yeah, hands down. So, okay, uh, also. So, are we talking regular Liu Kang or are we talking Fire God Liu Kang? I'm talking. No, regular. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm talking about what's consistent with the story. So, right now, he's a Fire God, even with that. Oh, Liu Kang. No, 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 no! Count devil, don't count out devil. Yes, yeah, so I have to because one's a. Don't count out devil. devil. Once you, oh, he's saying don't count out. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, don't I'm, count. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about where these characters are right now in the continuity. I think that it would be a good. Be, I'm not sure who would win, honestly. <laughs> Look, I'm not a big Tekken fan. I'm going with Liu Kang. Right, I've seen before he went totally mad with power. You seen this man get shot? He was dropped into a volcano. All this didn't kill him, and now he's like, "Yo, I'm going to just go full tilt, double down this devil power." No, they, they don't. They don't die. Y'all watch Baki? Jin was got shot in the head. No, I don't really care for Baki. I saw the original. It's the, it's the art you style. Like, you didn't like Baki? I don't care for the art style and how they portray their. Um, no, I don't really. Also, it's called Wrath of the Raging Demon. That, that's even, what it was. Even the old one? Because you know, the before now. Okay, no. The, oh, hold on. Pause. So the 90s OVA, I do enjoy that one. But that the art style is vastly different. 
Okay, but you know how strong y'all know how strong Ujiro is, right? I am aware of the stuff, the silly stuff they do in that show, but I'm not that privy to. It. I don't watch it, oh, so it's, it's okay. been oh, so long mind. since I saw the original. I yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we just we just passed two hours. Yeah. All right, so I think we're gonna call it a wrap. Chris, thank you again for uh, joining us. Yeah, no, thank you. All jokes. It's been fun. Me, guys, I, yeah. I really appreciate y'all entertaining my, you know, uh, discussions and debate questions. And um, thanks for anytime. Me. Yeah, definitely gotta call you. Definitely gotta have you back on. Yeah, man. Anytime you want to nerd out, but yeah, just hit me up on the DM, and you know, we'll we'll. Oh yeah, next time I'm a, um you. I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have some questions lined up for y'all. Okay, <laughs> no okay. problem. All right. Yeah, yeah, man. Go ahead and dig into our nerd brains because I got pretty much all of Marvel and DC. Samir's the anime guy, uh, and I got a few like indies here and there, like Spawn becoming God and basically redoing the whole world, getting rid of violence and evil, but that kind of and right. couldn't save his marriage because he beat his wife. He forgot it, dude, and he he didn't yeah. beat her. He pushed her, and I think she nah. Like, he punched her and forced an abortion. What is wrong with this man? Did he punch her? I don't know. Yes! I reread that. It was bad. It's like you found out why she didn't want to be with him. Yeah, he regressed it. But yeah, guys, so this is Bernard, aka the Scarlet Spider. And oh, this oh, is Samir, oh, oh, the King of Black. Thing. Blue, Blue yeah, Marvel. Sure. Y'all, forgot, y'all forgot to mention Blue Marvel in that top Oh, five. no, I like Adam Bashir. Uh, no, Blue Marvel's dope. He's just not in my top five. So the problem with him is I would love to have Kevin Grievel on here. He's he's not that old of a character. He's retroactively old. So he was made like maybe 10, 15 years ago at best. Does America Chavez count as Afro-Cuban? Yeah. 2008. Afro-Latino. Oh, 2008. Okay, so yeah, I was I was kind of yeah, about 15. Yeah, does America Yeah, so well, pause, does America Chavez count as Afro-Latino? I don't know. I don't think so. I would have to look into that. Um but yeah, I like I like Adam the Blue Marvel, aka Adam Bashir. I would like to see more of the character. He's only been in like besides his miniseries, which created, which was his origin. He was on the Mighty Avengers team and the Ultimates, and he hasn't been used since. So, uh, Mr. Kevin Grievo, if you are indeed watching or listening to this podcast, fingers crossed, uh, please come on the pod and let us know why. Because, like I said, I like the character. Yeah, but all right, but uh, yeah, that was my last one. I'm done. Yeah, I'll let no, y'all no, sign no, out. No. I didn't mean to interrupt y'all. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah you good. You good. Yeah. Only thing I gotta say now is be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, to tell a friend. Yes, Chris, I stole that from Bullying the Beast. <laughs> and uh, oh, we will yeah. see you next week. Uh, Samir's going to review the Lion. King. I mean, not the Lion King. God damn it. Uh, the Little Mermaid. And uh, yeah, I gotta watch it over the weekend. Yeah, our good buddy Ryan J will be joining us as well. So we will see y'all next time. Peace. Alright, may the force be with you. Oh, you're not doing live long and prosper no more? You got you got that you got that email from the Roddenberry estate saying they're gonna sue your ass? No, I decided I've been playing a lot of Star Wars. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So see you guys. <laughs>